0: with his towel i on my lawn sit on the couch I'ma football I pray to the Lord the cowboys win beat
1: the hell out of them damn redskins call up the boys get drunk shit goddamn right I'm a
2: Hello and welcome to episode 9 of The Alleyes for Hero Clicks I'm your host Hunter Smith I'm Austin Smith Drew Alderson's are <laughs> always special guests.
0: I'm very special and also
2: <laughs> special guest in his own way is Ricky Joe White? Woo! Hello. Today we're going to be discussing spoilers. Uh, our main topic is going to be generic theme teams and the key pieces that you should acquire if you want to build some theme teams around them. And uh, we're going to be talking comics, mainly Fantastic Four and the end of the Trinity War, which just ended uh, about a week and a half ago. So I figure it's been long enough. Oops, sorry. It's been long enough. We can kind of talk about Trinity War, you know, by this point. Without spoiling spoiling it for too many people. Um, News main topic of course is footballs tomorrow. Woo! Go Colts! Uh, Steelers are playing tomorrow too. Um, (laughs) Chuck, (laughs) I (laughs) don't think anyone cares about the Steelers. We really didn't get a lot of clicks news this week. It was a really slow week for clicks. Yeah, Um, Batman sixty six and Star Trek Tactics was like it. That yeah, that was it. Except for Dragon Con, which we'll talk about. Um, The Batman 66 spoiler we got was Joker, which is the one, of course, everybody wants to see. And let's talk about his dial. He's actually one of the better of the 66 pieces. None of them have been exceptionally good, except maybe the the single Batman and the single Robin. They were pretty damn good. But the Joker has United Underworld keyword, which is a new one. I think I don't think I've seen that. Has that been on any of the other? I thought the other
1: ones were all United Underworld. Okay,
2: but I mean, like as far as current game, it's not like the current one is Gotham Underworld. Not oh United. no no
1: no, that's a uh, it's unique to the Batman 66
2: yeah. ones. Um, he has Death Trap ability. His bonus is equal to the number of the current month. Or the defense value of the character that's trying to get out of the death trap minus twelve, whichever is higher. Um, so let's see. That's probably going to average what a six or six seven. Or seven, seven. Some of the other ones were a little bit better than yeah. that, but the that's number not of characters a, on the board. Yeah, that one's not too shabby, I guess. <laughs> um, his onomatopoeia is zap. When he resolves a move action, you place a zap token on his card. Before he makes a close combat attack, you may remove a zap token to modify his damage value by plus one and have the attack deal penetrating. That's pretty dang good. That is good. And he has decent attack values. He has tens and nines. And he gets some poison late dial with that, too.
1: Oh, wait. Hold on. He has sidestep. Would sidestep trigger? Oh, wait. No, he doesn't have it at the same time. Never mind.
2: Um, his He also has a special attack ability, which is plunder by remote control. <clears throat> he comes with this token on the back of his card which is a remote controlled object. Um, you give him a free action. You choose an unheld object within eight squares. Doesn't require line of fire. For this turn, that object is a friendly bystander token as described on the card. When it's KO'd or at the end of your turn, it becomes an object again and it's placed in the square that it last occupied. So basically you get to control it for the rest of that turn. And the controlled object has an eight attack with end cap 15 defense and 2 damage. The defense isn't going to matter because by the time that it goes to your opponent's turn, it's going to become an object again. So, really, you have the choice of an 8 attack end cap or a regular attack with 2 damage. It's not bad for a free action. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that cu- coupled with him and his zap tokens is going to be pretty good. And he's decent tie up with the 16 defense with reflexes and a perplex as well. So, he yeah. could go up to 19 if he needed to. So I mean he's not nothing super special, but I think he's pretty good for the sixty six pieces because we got. I mean most yeah. of those haven't been exceptional. Yeah. You know, well, you anyway. you
1: give him a move action, you move him up next to somebody. He gets the zap token, and then like if they have to hit what a twenty in melee against him or a nineteen, then you turn around and you smack him for three penetrating damage. That's not
2: bad for yeah. a seventy point figure. He gets two clicks point. of perplex, two clicks of prob, and two clicks mm-hmm. of outwit. And when he has the outwit, he has poison as well, and sidestep. and sidestep. So he's a little costly, but for the for this set in particular, he's not too bad. Sculpt looks really cool too. Um, that was the only sixty six spoiler we got. We also got a Star Trek piece, and it was actually the Enterprise. Austin, you want to talk about it?
1: Um, it's an older version of the Enterprise, like one of the first ones. But uh, its trade is at the beginning of your turn, you choose one of the following. Either Daniel's Database, it can use Probability Control, or Quantum Beacons. Ranged combat attacks made by Enterprise and up to one adjacent friendly character can't be evaded this turn. Um, it's 75 points. It's got endom at 75. It's a flyer like everything else in the set. Um, a choice of Prob Control and your attacks and adjacent, one adjacent character's attacks can't be evaded is good. Um, its attack power, though, is really good. When it makes a successful attack and the result is doubles, the target's range value becomes zero and locked till your next turn. So it flat out shuts somebody down till your next turn.
2: In Star Trek, that's good because they're There's almost so they're like ninety percent range yeah. dependent. Yeah. So.
1: Um, and then he pushes he, like his second clicks really good. He drops down to a nine attack and perplex. He doesn't have uh, an attack or damage building on his top dial. Only toughness. He drops onto support later. But it, seventy-five points in the in this kind of like game for his effects and his trait it's a great backup piece i mean i'd run that along something like hell you could run this next to the board cube and make it where its attacks can't be evaded
2: yeah i like i think at his dial it's not that great but then when you factor in the trait too it's pretty good i mean choosing either prob or if they have super senses then choosing the second option and then not having to worry about the super senses that's pretty good
1: And good keywords, Federation, Scientist, Soldier, that shares with a lot in this set.
2: Sculpt looks pretty good, too. Yeah. Like I said, we didn't get many official spoilers, this was about it, but we did get the results from DragonCon, which was... Last weekend, I think? I think it was two weeks ago. It was basically going on while we were doing our last podcast, pretty much. Yeah, it
3: was.
2: We're going to talk about the top four teams. Um, There were a lot of, of course, a lot of Ghost Rider teams and... Um, a couple um, Spiral teams, but none that got actually top four. And I think it's mainly like we said when we first spoiled Spiral, is everybody's freaking out about it, but in the actual meta, it's too expensive to really affect the, the modern meta that much.
1: Yeah, like I could see... I, I saw like one or two of the teams in action, and like, they're good, don't get me wrong, compared to like normal non-meta teams. But like when it comes to actual meta games, there's a lot of strategies people are playing that shut it down. And like she she's workable around. Um, a lot of it's going clear across the map already anyway. So her portal by the time it's down.
2: Yeah, that's true. If this piece had came out and we hadn't gotten team bases and their ability to get across the damn map anyways, <laughs> then it would be better than it is. But currently, team bases are you know almost just as good at getting across the map, and they're getting an attack after they get yeah. across the map too. Um, The top four was composed of one, two, two team-based teams. Um, the team that ended up getting fourth place, I think, yeah, I think, well, fourth and third are tied, but uh, was the question from the Trinity of Sin, Scotty's Warbots and Machine Gun Warbots with the utility belt and... That's it. Ten machine gun war bots. The utility belt, which I assume was either on Question or Scotty's. Maybe actually Scotty's. If it's, uh, I think it's, it's the same the guy. We, yeah, it's the same guy we played at Gen Con. I actually played him in the finals. No, I mean bot.
1: the utility belt's on the stack of horde tokens.
2: I know. Oh. Um, the same guy I played in the final round of um, Meteor Shower. Yeah. And he was talking about this team, and he got. I don't. I don't, I don't think he got top eight, but he, yeah, made, he made it up there. He did. I think he did qualify, didn't he? Yeah. So For, he definitely qualified. So. It did okay at Gen Con, and it got fourth here at Dragon Con, so that's pretty good. Um, the basis around that is, of course, having a your piece with the utility belt that is going to live for an eternity, and it's basically kind of anti-team base a little bit, because they can't one-shot your guy with the utility belt and then basically have the game over with. They're going to have to hit you so many times because of you having that stack of, of tokens. Uh, the third place team was two G C P D bikes, Madam Webb, Shatterstar, Batmite, and the Common Fear Itself Iron Fist with the utility belt and heroes for Hire. Kind of a ragtag team, but again, we see a it. lot of pieces that were meta, you know, at Gen Con. The G C P D bikes, Madam Webb and Batmite. And actually there was there were a few teams that at Gen Con that also placed well that had Iron Fist. We, I mean, we talk about him. It seems like every podcast, how damn good he is. He's so good, and especially yeah, heroes for yep. Higher too.
1: But I, I like that team because, like, he drags a Bat Knight across the map with a Shatter Star and just targets whoever, and they can't do shit after that. It's ridiculous.
2: The second place team was the X Men Blue team base, with I guess did we find a no pog right? Uh,
0: what, no. I think it was
2: a three point pog and the Bat Signal because he, he didn't play it. He didn't play it at the full points. He played it minus um, one of the figures on purpose so that he could fit the signal. Oh, and if he had
1: three points and minus one figure, he, have on to get, he could do a Pog. Yeah,
2: because yeah. the signal's two points, and then he did a three-point Pog, and then the blue team base at 295. And he got second place and had a really close game with the first place, which is actually the same team that Austin just played today, which is New Mutants at 200 points with Shatterstar and The Belt. And that's uh, a pretty damn good team.
1: Understatement.
2: Um, all the teams thinking. are really good, really looking at these. There's a couple tricks with the the X-Men Blue team base that a lot of people are having success with. I don't want to say them because I'm planning on using <laughs> one of them at GP coming up pretty soon. But um, like we said, from, from what I've been hearing, the top 16 was a lot of Ghost Riders and... A lot of team bases and just a couple spirals really yeah for top 16 and like i said she's just of course she's good but i think in the 300 point games she's not quite as good as she i think will be at higher point games. i
3: think people were so upset about her because she was more of a you know local gaming scene kind of broken and the fact that how could they release this piece this piece is going to get run at every event i play in
1: yeah
2: yeah yeah um the, the good thing is, these results are a good sign of things. Like, I mean, think about it. None of these teams have Ghost Rider. Yep. Top two at Gen Con were both Ghost Riders. And both of, you know, the two teams that are in the the top, uh, a couple of these teams that are in the top, like, four and the top eight are, brand are like anti team based teams yeah. and anti Alpha Strike teams, especially <laughs> the new Mutants team, which ended up winning. Like, there, it's a good sign that even though the meta is dominated by team bases and Alpha Strike so much, we're already, just a few weeks after Gen Con, already seeing some teams that are good anti-Alpha Strike. And so that gives me a little bit of hope. I mean, it's sad that it has to involve a team base in it with the New Mutants, but it gives me a little bit of hope that there's going to be some answers and that the meta game will slowly kind of bounce itself out without WizKids having to put out a Silver bullet. Put out a perfect, yeah, silver bullet. Um, anybody else want to talk about those? I mean, any of those teams surprise you, really?
1: I, I was happy. with Like, when I saw those results, like, it's a, it, as you said, it's a diverse top four. Like, none of those four teams are really, like, carbon copies of the other. Yeah, none
2: of them even share more than... Actually, any pieces together, now that I look at it. Yeah, I mean... Not a single piece is the same, except Utility Belt.
1: Well, I can understand people's complaints about, like, Alpha Strike being annoying, because it it isn't that. It isn't fun, really, to deal with. But at the same time, it's nice to see the meta is diverse. In other games, like Magic and stuff like that, you can have meta games where 8 of the top 16 are exactly the same, down to, like, every single card. In Clicks, it's interesting to see... Even with fewer figures, even if one figures out, it's different. It changes how the whole team plays.
2: You know, the meta game, the the top teams at Gen Con were actually way more diverse than what people were given it credit for. Yeah. If you sit and look at them too, and we went over them. Yeah. in that episode right after. And actually, I mean, of course, there were three or four, you know, mystical Ghost Rider teams in the top sixteen. But really, that's like Austin just said, that's pretty good. Usually, yeah. usually in other games. The only, I mean, we keep bringing up Magic and comparing this game to Magic because Magic is such a long-standing and competitive. You know, it's really the only other good example there is to to well,
1: compare it to. Its tournament results also get posted almost a weekly right. basis. You know, so it the exactly. meta gets solved fast yeah.
2: too. And I mean, that's why we keep comparing it to the same thing. And like he's saying, usually when a like when Delver was big. Literally more than look, half yeah. of the teams in top sixteen would have been Delver, and teams. the other half were something else. And the other Which half were one or two, like counter to Delver, and that's pretty <laughs> much it. I like how you called them teams instead of decks. Oh, sorry. Our uh, decks, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Good point. Uh,
0: <laughs> I overlooked uh,
1: Shatterstar.
2: Yeah, I. I'm not I, lie, think, I, I did not too. I, I mean, I talked I, about him when we did our freaking. Know no, I know dumb he was. I just wasn't. I knew able. he's. I knew he was going to affect the meta more than than a. Uh, than uh, Spyro was just because he's cheaper and she's just so much for for just putting just getting that mechanic on a he, 300 point team he lets you get the alpha strike in right? He is pretty dang solid himself too I mean yeah he's flurry blades yeah especially with Bell I mean what what most people are doing with him is putting him at plus two super senses teleporting over tying somebody up and making them deal with your reflexes plus twos and super senses that's brilliant and then yeah. just hoping that you they miss and then you're going to get your flurry blades so yep with your plus 2 attack um what we played this week was today we just got back from the dugout where we did 300 point silver age anything goes and typically i'm very strict with team builds at the dugout and making people like no team bases no colossals like i try to put like one event a month where you can break those out and maybe one event every 2 or 3 months where i do this where it's literally just like anything goes And people can bring the really good stuff that I usually try to keep them from bringing most of the time. And we had a good turnout. We had 14 people, I think. It was one of our better turnouts
1: for a while. It was kind of a shocker because I wasn't expecting as many people to show up because it was free reign, but it ended up actually being...
2: We saw a lot of team bases, teams, even all of us played team bases except Drew. Drew, what did you play? Let's talk about your team first because your team was fun. I had a Gotham city theme team. Uh... Clown Prince of
3: Crime from Arkham Asylum Um, Question from Arkham Asylum Uh, Solomon Grundy from Hypertime the rookie who's only like 48 points and has Gotham City keyword like 11 clicks and uh yeah 10 clicks which is hilarious but and uh the Holiday Killer from Brave and the Bold who's so ridiculous. So is the question, too. Yeah. She's so
2: why the Grundy on the team?
3: Because he's going to get mastermind. Like, I think his entire dial on his first one, he has mastermind completely. He pretty much has a ton of mastermind.
2: The Joker? So is it traded, or does he just have it all the time? He pretty much just, it's. he doesn't have a lot of dampeners or anything, so he has a lot of mastermind. You could run like three of those Grundies, and he would just live for an eternity. He probably would. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Scott played that team against me one time. Yeah, me too. To see you. How did you
3: end up doing? I went two and one. Um, first game I played against Ricky, he kind of smashed me, and just his team was better. He also uh, he he had a good team. He'll talk about it. Um, my second team, my second uh, team, I was up against Scott, who definitely. Won the award for most creative team. Um, power Pack birthday party. <laughs> he had the pa- he had the Power Pack. He had uh, Leech, and he had Obnoxio, and he went around yeah. calling it the birthday party, and I thought that was pretty amazing. Honestly, Scott deserves a medal. For uh, Gauntlet was on on Obnoxio, so Scott would sit back and just <laughs> r- get get Obnoxio <laughs> up to godhood, and hopefully win the game. Uh, he didn't win against me, though, unfortunately, because he made a pretty dumb mistake. I'm not going to call it out, but you know what he did, Scott. <laughs> um, last game I went up against someone new who really had no idea how to play this game, really. So I tried my best to teach him some things, like how he couldn't go over walls and stuff. He <laughs> so, was like, I'm going to running shot to here. And I was like, dude, you got to have your... It's great. It reminded me of when I first started. What are these wall things and why are they in my way?
0: <laughs> what did you
2: play, Ricky?
3: I played the uh,
0: Brotherhood the Brotherhood of Mutants team base at one fifty with two switches at fifty. And then a toad, the common set toad from Wolverine, with the utility belt on him at ten points. Hmm. So you basically I would, Base. I would carry Toad. I would put him on plus twos and carry him in and have him tie people up and you know get my shots off with the team base. And then the only problem I ran into is like if I wasn't constantly moving my switches forward, like they would kind of fall not, out of range. Yeah, just fall out of range and not that they're useless or anything, but I mean I'd well, have to be. I'd be like, well, I need to push them, but you can't because then they go up to shape change and barrier and they're not as useful yeah but I mean uh, overall it was a it was a pretty cool team my first match was against him and I've never fought the Joker that piece before I've seen it before and I know it lived a long time so I took, took out a support and then and then it ended up just dying when it after it died the first time and then the second team was again that phantom x team that couriers running was really cool
1: yeah uh, he built that and he sent me the build for it and i was looking over it and i was like that, that it's is a, a solid team. team it was and
0: him and i i only killed one figure and went on points because it was just it was a hit and run we kept going and he almost yeah. killed the team base and then the third match i faced spiral and ghost rider and that didn't go too well for <laughs> me <but. laughs>
2: Would you play? You, so Austin played the same team as the winning, as the winner from DragonCon. I saw. I saw. Drew, that team. Drew has not let him live it down since it, he declared that he was going to play it after it won at GenCon or DragonCon. Go ahead, Austin.
1: I uh, I saw that team and I was like, of all the meta teams that I really wanted to try, like that was the one I wanted to try. Drew, I'm going to punch you in the face.
2: <laughs> anyway, I'm sure if the uh, bystander token team would have won, Drew, he yeah, would have played yeah. that team instead. No,
1: actually, I probably still would pick New Mutants. Yeah, anyway. Let's well, let like, <laughs> Anyway. Like, okay. Continue. Um, the, what makes the team so ridiculous is the combination of the New Mutants ATA, which lets you basically mastermind the damage onto somebody and give them a token, if they also share the ATA. And um, the trait for the New Mutants team base, where, <laughs> damage group, where um, if somebody that was attached to the base dies, you can pop somebody off the base instead. So, you run um, Shatterstar with a belt. Um, you put him on plus two Super Senses, and you pop Magic off the base turn one. You Next turn, um, you, clear, you clear Shatterstar, and you carry him with Magic. Uh, you can double action it to up to 18 if you wanted to. Um, carry him all the way across the map, drop him next to their big piece, and he's tied up 20 Defense Super Senses. And if they don't handle him next turn, he has Flurry, with a 13 attack and a 4 damage flurry blades. And uh, New Mutants itself is really powerful because it has a pin silence top dial and a running shot and cannonball starts in the asset dial which is to destroy walls. Well, my first match I went against a kid who had like barely played Hero Clicks, so after we were done, like I sat down and played a normal game with him. But my second match was against Harry's team. And Harry was playing the Ghost Rider Spiral team. And this... For me, feeling like... Meta is kind of weird to me. Like I don't typically enjoy meta in most games. But for this being a straight-out meta game, it was a lot of fun. Uh, there was a lot of positioning involved. Uh, me and Harry had a great game, and it came down to... Uh, I had teleported Shatterstar forward with magic and placed him in hindering. Harry had taken Ghost Rider through the portal, punched him, and went four squares out because I could only charge three. So I couldn't reach him with Shatterstar out of hindering. Well, I took the new Mutants base, gave him a move action, busted through all the walls to clear the way, and then charged his Ghost Rider and smacked him. And that pretty much locked in the game from there. Um, My last match was against TJ's uh, triple team base team. Uh, (laughs) TJ decided to run three 100-point team bases. Um, it was ridiculous to say the least, especially when he rolled eight crits over the course of the me saying it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is <laughs> eight crits over the course of the event. Um You would've you would have beat him otherwise probably. I know. It was it was a fun it was a fun match. I'm just gonna say it was karma. You kind of deserve. <laughs> Why are it? okay? Harry you can, do roll crits
2: more than anybody. Harry
1: can run Ghost Rider to Spiral and no one gives him crap. But I run New Mutants and I'm the terrible person. That's right. I don't
2: I don't know Harry. I can't. Judge I him. I just meant more the crit part because you crit more than yeah I don't know. yeah but you I go up crit miss a lot. Too. You
3: go up to a counter, buy a Teen Titans booster, and pull a Superboy Prime. You. You deserve to lose every now and then as as
1: <laughs> <laughs> Drew is so salty um, I had Are to
2: play you? against the triple team based Game too and I was like After that I was like there should be a rule where they can only You can only use one on your team I don't know why you was- Well because effectively he has three teams But he can pop a figure off of each of those Without giving a F, so- f about the points So now he effectively has six pieces And literally what Six a six hundred point team for a three hundred point yeah. game is what and with the new mutants you kill it. Like I thought since he had popped off and I still need to look this up to make sure, but I let him do it because I didn't know the answer. And typically if it's my game and I don't know the answer, I would I let the other person have their their you know what I mean, their go mm-hmm. or whatever. And that ended up costing me the game. But basically I my question is if he has a new mutant's team base at one hundred points and he pops off somebody that's about 70-ish. And I kill that person. Can he then use the power from the team base to KO somebody off of the team base um, to keep the person that I killed alive? Because he's removing another piece from the team base who would then go over the 100-point mark. I would say he
0: couldn't, then.
2: But in, and, and that's why it triggered in my head, like, wait, you can't even do that. But then I was looking at the card on the team base... And it only says you can't do that under the whole paragraph that talks about solo adventure. And it doesn't specifically say that that only applies during solo adventure, but it was in that paragraph. So I was like, well, like I said, if I don't know the answer, I let the opponent have it. So I let him have it, and it really you know, cost me the game. Because that the pulse waves from the sunspot really were all of yeah, his damage. that
1: sunspot's a beast. That
2: was really all of his damage. So anyways... I played Gen 13, which is probably the worst ah. team base. Shut up. Austin's been giving me shit about like, playing it because he thinks it's bad, but I actually went 2-1 with... I did say it was
1: bad. I went Gen 13.
2: I went 2-1 with like 860 points in a 300-point game, so I did good. But I had the team base at 200 because it's actually not... It, I mean, it's not that good at any level, but it's really bad at 300. So I played it at 200 because it starts with Running Shot and this attack ability that says if they were attacked during your last turn, they deal penetrating damage this turn. So basic, and they have prob on that as well. So what I wanted to do was I took them and I put two other prob pieces on the team and I also put the five point, the new ATA for gen 13 on the team as well, which is at the beginning of the turn, I pick a keyword that they have and when that those people attack the team base, they get minus one attack. So basically, I'm making it really hard for you to hit the team base, and if you swing and you miss, then the next turn I deal penetrating damage for the whole, all, both of my actions. And it turned out really good. I played the Chaos War Scarlet Witch of 50, and I played the old 35 point Scarlet Witch from Avengers, and I put the utility build on her with a few smoke bomb, uh, gas pellets, because she has 8 range, and I was just gas piling people, and yeah. nobody saw it coming. And, um,. Anyways, I did really good on my other two games, and then I played that triple team-based team, and I hit the freaking uh, Hellfire Club for at least 12 damage, if not more, and somehow it was still alive in a 100-point thing, I don't know. And then the new mutants, like I said, I, I killed Sunspot, he got he just took somebody off the base, I killed the team base, and then still never got to kill Sunspot. <laughs> and then I had the Brotherhood of Mutants down to, it, it, it had a couple clicks left. The, the best team out of all of them was actually the Hellfire Club, to be honest, at 100 points. Dude, Hellfire
1: Club is of beast. It forever. was
2: because whenever you hit it, it gets all its values up by however much you yeah, hit if, it.
1: If it lands on that defensive build, which, which at the 100 is points
2: is almost every click. And also, when he pops somebody off and they get hurt, he heals it again. Plus, it has a thing on its dial where it negates, like it gets an extra one damage ignored, so it's hard to hit to hurt it. That thing ended up being the biggest... Honestly, the Brotherhood team base didn't give me much trouble at all.
1: The Brotherhood was more, like, obnoxious in my game because it was hypersonic. Not because it was anything else, just because it would run around a corner, smack somebody, and disappear.
2: I got lucky, and it took two tokens, and it had hypersonic, so I I gas-pilled it, and it lost hypersonic, and then it wasn't as big a deal.
1: one thing I forgot New Mutants got that I used my last game more was uh, its trait where if it kills somebody, it gives everyone else an action token. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I
2: completely forgot about that. Well, I, I... Killed the New Mutants team base pretty quick, and the uh, finally killed the Hellfire Club after a million clicks of damage. But yeah, I ended up losing, and uh, but I got a ton of points. But it was a fun game, and uh, I had a lot of fun with the, the Gen 13 team base. It it has really good um, options from its do- its um, asset dial. None of them are defensive though. It's, it's all like attack. Like one of them gives pulse wave. One of them gives moving attack. Energy Explosion, like, they're all different variations on... The Pulse Wave, I used a ton today. And then their number one power is uh, Double Perplex, but they can only use one of them on itself. But I would just use it on the opponents, and I'd put their defense down too, or, you know, something like that. And uh, it was a fun team. And both of those Scarlet Witches are really stinking good. That 35-point Scarlet Witch used to be a meta piece back in her day, and now the other one is a meta piece too these days, so...
1: I like the one off the team base actually for a ranged piece. I haven't
2: looked much at she's, it much. If she's she,
1: good for a secondary attack. Well, not just that. Um, they ruled that the way her traits were did with her hex bolts. If you knock someone and push them back, if you hit somebody and knock them back at the same time, you double roll it. Oh, so, nice. for those who don't know, her her hex bolts are if she hits somebody with an attack or knocks somebody back, you roll a d6 and you modify whatever stat depending on what you rolled minus 2. So if you, she has force blast. So if you hit somebody and knock them back, um, you'll roll two d, you'll roll two d six and modify both those stats minus two or one stat minus three. Hmm. And she gets RCE later down her dial. She's she's a solid piece for. I think she's seventy points.
2: 30. He ended up popping off Quicksilver and Hypersonic. Game Quicksilver and is
1: an annoying little.
2: Yeah.
0: The one thing about Scarlet Witches, is like the Chaos War and then the newest one we just got. I want that like that behemoth one that everybody's Broke. afraid of you know what I mean like yeah. ever, like all the mutants I want some a piece that's like that like that's Hunter and I were talking about that like maybe a, in the new like an angry
1: powerful Scarlet Witch yeah I agree
0: something where it's you know like that 196 point Doctor Strange like something like that I want something that's that
1: magnitude of yeah. awesomeness Especially if you gets like a no more mutants trade or something like that. Yeah, no more keywords. <laughs> no more keywords. We
2: had good good teams today, and uh, we played Wednesday at Game Preserve. We play, or Austin and I did. It was 500 points modern. No characters can possess flight, and no character can be over 100 points. Austin, what did you end up playing? I
1: played Sinister Six with the Book of the Skulls, and that was a blast. That Eliosha Craven. Like, we're going to talk about him more later, but holy crap. I paired him up with uh, the Lizard. Yeah, it's Dropped uh, Scotty's hammer to the Lizard. And uh, Lizard himself's already a good dial. Scotty's pushes him over the top. Like, um, he gets a free action attack from his Tail Whip that's minus one attack. The hammer negates that and gives him plus one, actually. And then every time he hits, of course, he's rolling the book. So, the and the book was just great. Um, I ran Electro... For his ridiculous bounce attacks, because that spins the book each time you hit somebody. And I ran a um, Shocker, because Shocker's a boss, dude. That Shocker is so overlooked, I feel. Um, I ran a Mysterio, just a normal Mysterio, to have a good outwit prob, which he's great. I mean, like his movement's a little low, without all the extra clones. He's still good. Does he have barrier, too? I think, um, I think yeah. he has smoke cloud and willpower down his dial. Yeah,
2: you're right. Smoke cloud, willpower, uh, outwit is what he usually has. Um,
1: he has super senses and he can trade with another image if he does it or something like that. I don't remember. But uh, gravity feed rhino, which is 99 points. Yeah. Um, he's. I like the other one more, kind of, because this one you have to kind of charge in a line to get the most out of. Yeah. Um, but since we couldn't play over 100 points, he was my best choice for it. Um, I gave him a hammer and he went to town. The one thing I did this game, though, with the Book of the Skulls that I wish I would have done more in previous games, I took full advantage of those freaking quakes from the hammer drops. I would charge Rhino in, I'd blast somebody, then I would drop a hammer on him next turn just to quake everybody back and pick up the hammer. And we also learned earlier this week that with Quake in the 2013 PAC... Um, it knocks back even as long as it hits, even if it doesn't deal damage now. It's not based on the damage. And stuff. it's
2: also, it always knocks back two. It's not, it used to be based on damage. Like, yeah. it, it would just generate knockback. And so if you took one, you'd knock back one. If you took two, you'd knock back two. Or if you it, knock back But now one. it always knocks back two if you're hit. Yeah. So even if you get hit for one, you still have to go back two squares.
1: Yeah, and uh, I dropped those hammers. I scattered a few teams. Um, it was a fun, it was a really fun team, like... I love Book of the Skulls because it makes teams like that viable choices.
2: I played Arkham Asylum um, 500 points. I I used it as an opportunity to play all of the four villains from the Gotham City strategy game which they're not all that great. Um, the killer Croc ended up being a beast though and I'm definitely going to play him again later. Yeah, I love that Croc. Um, I played those four. I played Zaz, which is one of my favorite pieces of course. And I played Calendar Man and then two of the Dark Knight Rises um, Arkham Asylum inmate guys. And they turn out to be crap. But, the, uh, of course, Calendar Man's good. Yeah, he's good. And the night that I was playing him, he had uh, Prob, Stealth, Energy Explosion, and he had Outwit. And when he uses Outwit, he counters that same ability on all opposing characters. Yes. for 52 points he's so good and then I gave him a hammer and gave him running shot energy explosion <laughs> and then, um, given Zaz that a hammer was like all that that piece needs because he's a very solid piece he's only 45 points he has endom. he has super senses and blades like his whole dial and every time he hits you he gets he has a trait where he puts tokens on his card and then he can remove them to do like bonus attack and stuff and all he needs he has no moving attack at all on his dial but he gets flurry a lot too and so, just just the fact of giving him charge and a couple buffs to attack made a world of difference. And he ended up being the all star of the whole game, really. Um, there was a couple times where on the last game I was facing Phil, who had X Factor, and he had two different multiple mans: one gravity feed, one regular. And it's like I didn't want to hit him and make him pop more out, so I took my chance with Zaz to try to you know kill him in one shot. And he did both times. He rolled a six in Blades. One of them I had to prop up. Both times he ended up one-shotting the Madroxes so that he didn't get copies. and It was a really fun team, even though it was a really crappy team, honestly. Um, the first game I had to face Chaos War Hawkeye with Avengers Initiative. <laughs> and all my pieces have stealth uh, on all the Arkham, but it didn't matter because he had Initiative. So I got pinged to death. I think I hit him one time the entire game. I got destroyed. And then I ended up going two and one, though.
0: People who play that Hawkeye.
2: Oh. Um, Hi. The killer crop was sick though. Uh, he has charge on his top dial and super strength, and then he starts out with ten attack. And then once you push him, he gets a special flurry and eleven attack with super strength. And uh, I think he, I think his defense goes up too. He gets a little better when you push him once, and his special flurry goes. A, he uses flurry, and if both of them hit. Then he gets another attack with blades and uh, for free afterwards. So basically you get three attacks on the same person.
1: Yeah, he's a freaking boss, dude. And I
2: gave him a hammer and exploit, and he was kicking ass, too. I would charge super strength to exploit somebody, and then uh, I would either give the hammer the exploit to him or I'd give it to Zaz so he could have charged blades exploit. But I had fun. It was a Me and Phil had a really close fun match, and yeah, my second one was fun, too. But first game I just got destroyed by Hawkeye. Uh, we had a good time and there was a good turnout too. there's about what 18, 20 people yeah and Austin and I both went two and one and that was all that we played this week. Um, next week at the dugout is fear itself so we'll see how that goes. I'm not sure what's at game Preserve Wednesday. Our main topic today is going to be generic theme teams. That was also our um, question of the week and we'll get to that later what people what most people's answers were. But we're going to talk about generic theme teams, and if you're interested in playing these generic theme teams and kind of building some teams for them, um, for modern only, because if we talked about silver, we'd be here all day long. Oh yeah. But for modern, what are the key pieces that you should pick up that are under twenty dollars? I well, made then. that. I made that a stipulation too. No, we're <laughs> going to go. We're just going to go well, over then. the main generic theme teams that are the ones that have a ton of words we're not doing like celebrity or anything you know what i mean like Aww. that has like Aww. it has like eight choices like we're going the ones that most people play all the time yeah there's a
1: lot of tony starks with celebrity <laughs> nobody
2: cares about tony i was
3: nope no one on so like i said weird.
2: stipulations are going to be modern age under 20 bucks um first we're going to talk about animals which is everybody loves playing animal teams um, one of the key pieces beast boy douche. is Alyosha Craven. Actually, I would say Alyosha is a must, absolute must for Animal yeah. Teams. Um, he's a Prime from the Spider-Man set. He was the rare Prime. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you can pick him up for 10 bucks. And the reason that he's so good, especially for Animal Teams, and he's also good for Sinister Six, but especially Animals. Um, for one, he has a special... Um, lion bystander token that he puts out at the beginning of the game, and every time, or as long as um, Alyosha's on the map, um, the lion gets a free action, and also, every time Alyosha does a non-free action this turn, you can either give the lion a free action, or a move action, or you can give any friendly character with the animal keyword a move action. See, what I kept
1: doing with him was when I, um, when he would go, I would have a uh, uh, lizard carried or not carried up. I'd have Lizard. Uh, I'd have Alyosha move up. Lizard would move up for free. Yeah. And then Alyosha, I'd drop a hammer next turn. Push him to pick up the hammer. Lizard would move for free again. And I'd get. I'd have Lizard tied up, ready to start swinging.
2: It. He's just. It, even without that power, he's really good. Like he has a good. Oh yeah, he's good got a dial. solid dial. He has charge and reflexes with um close combat expert on the first two clicks and the next two clicks he gets like blades and outwit
1: and flurry blades super sensitive he's, he's a he's a
2: solid melee piece to begin with but the fact that that his special attack thing lets any piece with the animal team keyword move is what makes him so good and i'm gonna talk about him along with this next piece we're going to talk about which is beast boy particularly the pterodactyl from the batman set um, the reason the Pterodactyl is so important Is because of his trait The Logan Express When he uses the carry ability He can carry up to three characters If they all share a keyword with him mm-hmm. What George Masu was doing at uh, Origins mm-hmm. Was was using Alyosha Moving Alyosha And then taking the free action To move the Beast Boy Pterodactyl Who then carries your whole entire team So your whole entire team is moving for free Just from Alyosha yeah. moving and, and like we were saying last week the Book of the Skull is giving, breathing tons of new life into Swarm teams, particularly Animals teams that yeah. are a lot of low-piece points. Low-points pieces. Low-piece points. So, I mean, even Alyosha picking up a hammer is helping the rest of your team go and yeah. do what they need to do. And the other thing that I really like is uh, Alyosha triggers Beast Boy's morph. Because it's
1: just a move action is right. required.
2: So once you carry the team in there, you can switch to the... Do- well, the only current modern are the Dolphin... And then my third piece that I'm talking about, which is the Gordanian Prime Beast Boy. The reason I have him on here is because of his, for one, Beast Boys are just so useful. That's why he's my favorite piece. He just has, he gives you so many options. And this particularly, this particular Beast Boy, if you start with him, when he uses the morph trait, or actually you don't even have to start with him. It would just be whenever you're using him and then you morph to something else. He can choose a combat value, and after he's replaced, that mo- that value is modified by plus one until he uses it again. So it won't burn out after the next turn. Yep. It'll stay, and you, that's any value of your choice. You wouldn't want to start
1: with him anyway, because he doesn't start with animal.
2: And Right. Yeah. He also has the... Uh, Beast Boy can use the carry ability, but only to carry characters with the team, Teen Titans keyword. So if you're playing some other Beast Boys with him, he can carry them as well.
1: And then he blocks Line of Fire unless someone else is taken. He,
2: he and himself it. really... The reason he's a useful piece to have if you're going to use Beast Boy, Pterodactyl, and Dolphin is because of the plus one traits. Because while you're switching forms to whatever you need at the time, he's going to give you a a plus one that's going to last for pretty much the rest of the game. Um, He's also extremely cheap. You can get him for like four bucks. You can get a Beast Boy Pterodactyl for a, a penny. A freaking go ahead and pick up a dolphin while you're at it. It's a common one, to, a good choice to switch it. Um,
1: Another good animal one I'd like to suggest actually is Vixen from uh, SOG, I think.
2: Uh, she didn't make the cut on my top three or I like four. her,
1: and I've seen her use a good effect in combo with some other
2: pieces. One thing I will say about her is she has really long range for an animal piece because typically animals are all up close in your face, charge blades. Like, There's not a lot of range, and yeah. so she is a ranged option.
1: I, I like her because she's very versatile with that trait. Um, she can be given a free action to use a standard power usable by any character on the battlefield with the animal keyword until your next turn. And it's any character. It's not just friendly. So if you happen to go against animals as well, you could jack a keyword or an ability you need. Yep. Um, she, she's not like amazing for 74 points, but I've seen her play to good effect, especially in silver and golden in combo with uh, like Cheetah, Beast Boy, and stuff like that.
2: The Next piece we're going to talk about is something that we'll also talk about in Monster, which is Werewolf. Yep. Um, yeah. Werewolf by night is good too, but just the 31 point Werewolf Screw by itself world. is so good. He's sick. It's really good tie-up. It has the it has a 50-50 chance at the beginning of your turn when you roll your dice. It pretty much either is going to get super senses and shape change and be impossible to hit, or it's going to morph into a charge blades with willpower. Either option. Really freaking good, um, and their sense of blood is if an opposing character taking damage this turn, modify the attack speed and damage value of the werewolf by plus one. They're super cheap too; you can pick them up for less than a buck, and they're really cheap to play too—only thirty-one points. Last one we're going to talk about. Animal had a lot of options, so I put a lot in here. Is Cosmo? Oh yeah, I, I forgot know.
1: about that. Cosmo
2: Cosmo's only fifty-two points. He has the Policed uh, ATA, like we said. There's not a lot of ranged options. He has six range and three bolts. He has TK, which you're also not going to see on a lot of animal pieces. And a lot of animal pieces have flurry blades, so TK and him an into the action
1: 52 point is going to be animal. really good.
2: Once you push him, he gets mind control, end cap, and an 18 defense with barrier. So he's like the perfect support piece for triple animal bolt teams. Triple too. Yeah. Triple cap. Triple, mind control, triple end cap, whatever you want. He's really, really good. Triple, triple um, just He'd be a good one to pair with Vixen, though, for a
1: double TK, or you could even do a... Towards the later dial, he has pulse wave. You could jack pulse wave from him.
2: Yeah, true. and Or uh, stealing mind control with her With her having a good range, too. Mind control's so good now that oh, it got yeah. buffed. I mean, it's already good, but it's even better now, especially with three bolts mind controls. Um, that's it for the animal teams. Like we were saying, animal teams usually play up close in your face. Um There's the ATA that came out for it, but it's not really that great. Basically, at the beginning of your turn, you roll five, you need a five or six, and you ignore uh, stealth and shape change for the rest of the turn. But I've used it a couple times and kind of always wished. Yeah, you don't worry about stealth as much because you don't, like we said, you don't have a lot of range on animal pieces, anyways. But I guess if you need a few extra points to throw in, you can throw that on there. Um, Cosmo is going to run you about. 7 or 8 bucks most of the time. And you can pick them up on eBay. Next up is Monster Teams. Um, you absolutely, positively have to have about 5 Mole Men.
1: 5? You need like 10.
2: Okay, 10 Mole men <laughs> from Galactic Guardians.
1: 10, more like 20.
2: Make it 11. <laughs> the reason you need so many Mole men Is because they're broken as hell. ...is because of his attack power. He can use mind control, but only to target characters with monster keyword... Including friendlies. When he uses mind control, he's not dealt unavoidable damage and he gets plus 3 attack. He also has outwit. Yeah. So you can use him to give your big beefy monsters extra attacks each turn, especially if you're running like 3 of these some bitches. And what I like to do is run about 3 or 4 of them and then mind control chain them onto each other. So you can have one that still hasn't done crap, he's sitting back in your starting area, and you have him spread out across the map and they can just keep rolling. They only need a four to because they're he's only a sixteen defense, so you can keep mind controlling each other to eventually get to your big dude, like when you need to. Like Shuma. And nobody ever sees it coming. Yeah, Shuma is a good now, Shuma's not gonna be included on our pieces because he's too expensive. Yeah, true. Money wise. Um So you definitely, absolutely, positively have to have a couple mole men. And you get them for 50 cents. Um, get a couple werewolves that we were just talking about. And also Dracula. Dracula is a really good Whoa, piece. Dracula is
1: an amazing piece. You can get him
2: for under a buck. He's from Amazing Spider-Man. We're not talking about for yourself. The Amazing Spider-Man. He's 214 points, but you can actually run him and Mole Man and a belt on Dracula for 300 yeah. points. And it's not a too, not too bad of a team. Um, he, had, he starts on click 4. He has 11 clicks total. And he has the traded steel energy and traded stealth. Um, gonna... The reason he's so good is because he does not die. Because once you hit him down to his bottom dial, he gets region as a free action, and he chooses either reflexes or energy shield, and he keeps it. So even if you choose reflexes and you use the free region and you go back, you still get to keep those reflexes. Yeah, plus yeah. your immol. Like I've played him a couple times. Actually, one time I played him with Rick, against Ricky at GameStar, but he just lived forever. Yeah. He does not die. And he gets shape change a lot, too.
1: And he's one of those dials that, like, he's never bad on his dial. Like, it doesn't matter where he's at on the damn thing. Yeah. He's effective and he's
2: powerful. And another reason he's so hard to hit is his defense numbers go up towards the end of his dial. Yeah. And plus getting to choose the reflexes or the the energy shield. He's just, he's, he's a blast to play, too. Like, monsters and animals especially both are, in general, really fun pieces and, to play. Yeah,
1: they're really synergistic.
2: You can get him for under a buck. Next one I'm going to talk about is one that I've been meaning to play myself a lot, but I've had it played against me many times, and it's Hannibal King. He was the common prime from Spidey. He's less. He's about five bucks. Um, he starts with running shot, stealth, and at the beginning he can choose to increase his attack or defense by one or two. And if you do, you decrease the same value, the other value, the same amount until your next turn. So if you're if he's stealth, go ahead and buff his attack 2 and take the negative two to defense because you don't really have to worry about it. He has Running Shot, six Range, Outwit. Like we said, Monster is another keyword, another team that doesn't play a lot of range, so he's your best ranged option, plus he gives you that Outwit. He has Endom, and then later in his style he turns into a melee piece with uh, charge Blades and Exploit. He's just, I've had him played against me many times, and he ends up kicking my butt every freaking time. Like, I always let him sit back and I worry about their big pieces, and he always does most of the damage, really, throughout the game. Uh, Like I said, he's only about five bucks, and that is it for the key cheap pieces. Like we said, Shuma is really good, but he's a little expensive. Another one I want to kind of give an honorable mention to is the Avengers movie Hulk number two hundred two. We all know how really stupidly good he is. He's basically as close as you're going to get to one man army um, with monsters as far as meta worthy. You could put him with the full gauntlet for two ninety five. And in an Avengers ATA for five points too. And um, he just has a, a, just a dial of badassness.
1: He is so hard to He keep has um,
2: he has charge, super strength, pretty much his entire dial with Impervious almost his entire dial. Mm-hmm. And he's a giant so he has giant reach. And um, he does not have to worry about um, hindering on movement either because of his TA and because he's a giant, yeah, actually. he's got
3: a double power example. Don't play him with Molman, Church. though, because he has Yeah, a you can't Fury. play him
2: with moment and him because he has Battle Fury literally his whole tile. but he's just 11 clicks of punching your face in.
3: Actually, they could just outwit it, couldn't
2: they? No. You can't outwit your own um, guy. Okay. I already tried. Back <laughs> when we first started playing, I was like, can I outwit no, Hulk I, and I, then I, control? I'd really
3: like to do that. Um, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. He's only reason I don't want to list him is he's actually a, about 20 bucks on the nose when you try to find one. And yeah. even when you do find him, nobody wants to sell him. Um, on to police teams. Oh, man.
1: I, I love my police teams. I've gotten some good play. Uh, riot officer?
2: Uh, he's officer. not a key. He's, what? He's one I would suggest. He's not top three or four. He's definitely not. Let me read my top three, and then okay, you tell yeah, me if we'll ride you... officer is I'm sorry, better. Everybody's ride officer better than Lieutenant Gordon? No. Is he better than a cruiser? No. Is he better than a GCPD motorcycle? No, he's yeah. not. No, he's not. But he is good. He's fine. we are
1: counting vehicles in
2: this. He's fine. Yeah, they're police. We're talking about 300 points. Um, Lieutenant Gordon, I've talked about him before. He's one of my absolute favorite pieces to play. The reason he's so good with police um, pieces is because of his attack move, his attack power. You give him a power action. You give him and up to two adjacent friendly characters who share a TA or keyword. Um, he has police, keyword, and TA uh, with him. And you give them all move action as a free action using the speed value of Gordon, which is an 8. So, basic, And that is a free action, so that does not count as being carried. So after you move him, they can still take a non-free action afterwards. He's an absolute must-have. He's a little hard to find sometimes because he's in the Dark Knight Rises set. And we talked about before, not a lot of people bought that set. Yeah. He'll run you under 10 bucks, though, between 5 and 10 bucks. Absolutely must have for police. Um, I'll talk about police. I'm going to let Ricky talk about Soldier next because he plays Soldier a lot. Um, Cruiser is a must have. You can get it for less than 20 bucks or about 20 bucks. The Cruiser is so good, particularly with the SOG 001 Common Officer because he has what you need to get both of the pilot abilities. Um, One pilot ability clears the streets. You take a move action. You pick a square that you pass through, and you pick a character that was in that square. You deal them one unavoidable damage. You don't have to deal with super senses. You don't have to deal with shape change. You don't have to deal with impervious. You just deal them one damage, but the biggest thing really is you get to place them within three squares in line of fire of the square that it was in. And that really is more important than even dealing the one damage. Just being able to put their pieces where you want them as far as what's best for your team. If they're hiding from you in stealth, because police usually has a problem with stealth, police is all range, not many ways to get around stealth, and not a lot of uh, melee pieces. So using the officer to pull their guys out of stealth is really just as huge as that damage. Um, And then the other buff that they get from the pilot ability is plasticity. And characters that can automatically break away or ignore characters from movement do not automatically break away or ignore the cruiser for movement. And the cruiser takes up six squares. So it's not hard at all to tie up their um, pieces long enough for you to get your guys into position, especially if you're using Gordon and you can move your guys at will. And then the last piece we've been talking about um, in all these meta teams we've been listing, it's been involved in a lot of them, and that's the... GC motorcycle. It's not that great piloted. It's really great autopiloted because it's only 19 points. Even 19 points just for the police A- uh, TA is pretty yeah. is worth it. Not, not to mention the fact that it can carry two people without taking negatives and it has barrier. The, the key reason people use it is cheap carry taxi and barrier. Um, it also has energy explosion but it's not going to be doing much attacking. It's going to be running barrier.
1: Okay, so outside of these three Riot Soldiers and GCPD Sergeant deserve a shout-out, though.
2: Eh, Not Riot Officers. Sergeant, maybe. And I'd also like to talk about the Arkham Guard.
1: Well, I've had great... Like, the Riot Officers, I've had great play out of, though. They're not bad.
2: They're just not top five. I play police more than all of us. I can tell you right now. Okay, we'll talk about GCPD. Go ahead, talk about him, Austin.
1: Okay, so GCPD Officer, the reason you want to run him is you want to run him on the dial that gives him his special damage power. He's got invol in his top click police team ability, but his special ability is if he's within eight squares of a higher point character with police team ability, he doesn't need to be adjacent to that character to use the police team ability. And he's 49 points, in full 17, use them to tie up pieces, and then you have a lineup of police that are just popping shots down range at him. Like I, I love them. I've gotten great play out of them. Maybe not in lower point games, but in larger point police games, I would throw a couple on any. Team. They're
2: definitely fun, and if you get into playing police teams a lot, I would pick up a couple. Mainly, I usually play them on their B dial, the the other dial, because, like I said, you don't have a lot of melee pieces with police, That's and true. they're a good melee piece. They have charge and quake, and then they get flurry. So, um, I remember the well, one
0: of the first times you played the two GCPD cruisers, and I'm like. I had my void team at the time, where I would just carry everybody around, and here comes Hunter with the GCPD with this Lieutenant Gordon giving everything free action. I was like, "What's going on?" And Hunter's always coming up with really clever teams, and that was one that I was just like, "Man, all these pieces that I kind of not overlooked, but you know what I mean." That like, was right
2: before it got big in the meta scene. Yeah, like that, that was right when I Batman feel like came out. Created it. I mean I didn't create it but but I did I mean it wasn't it hadn't placed in any tournaments or anything that's for damn sure you realize uh, the potential of this another of another one I want to talk about real quick is the Arkham Asylum guard and I want to talk about him not particularly because he's a super badass dial but because he has the capture ability and capture teams are somewhat viable still in meta right now especially with um, cruisers and with these arkham guards. Um, you, they have two options, but most people play them on the first option, which is gives them the capture ability with a nine in attack, but it, they can only have one captain captive at a time. So what you can do with them is you can run some uh, cruisers with them or you can run some uh, cycles with them. They can be carried in, capture, and then your cruisers can get them set, you can put them into the cruiser to safely get yourself back to your starting area and then capture that figure. And it's just a good way to get big, heavy, 200-some so point pieces off of the map and basically win the game just from that um, if you can somehow hit that capture roll. But it's a, they're definitely fun to play, and you can pick up a handful of them for a buck.
0: What about the uh, – is it Commissioner Gordon from SOG, or is it – The one where people, when they move up next to him, get a shot? He's yeah.
2: pretty solid, but he's not – I wouldn't put him top five. Um, okay. Commissioner from SOG – oops. I spelled commissioner wrong. Uh, From SOG, he's not too bad either. He's only 56 points, and whenever he has enhancement and running shot, you can give a friendly character with the police keyword a power action to move up to half. So basically you give a friendly police running shot if they move up to Gordon. And when they do move to Gordon, they're going to get that enhance, and he has leadership. So he's not too bad of a piece, but the lieutenant one is is the better option. Um, All these pieces are really cheap, like I said. The Gordon will run you less than 10, Cruiser's less than 20, and Cycle's about 10. The rest of these guys, the guards and the little generic guys, they're all pretty cheap. I'm going to let Ricky talk about Soldier. Um, Before I do, I'll honorable mention the Haunted tank and the Punisher cap, because those are two really good Soldier pieces, but they're more than 20 bucks. Right. Now, you I've got some listed here that you can talk about or you can talk about if you have any other personal favorite, um, modern one. Modern cat or like uh, soldiers. David,
0: yeah. David Kane is probably the I would say is the top I mean, just because he's gonna he's gonna be buffing all of your or whoever you choose anyway. See I run, I run him with Smokey Foot, but he's not mo- or yeah, he's right. not modern anymore. So,
1: um A lot of people run him with a bat cycle nowadays. With bats, you know, that yeah, be, you could pick the Bat Cycle as your mentor that,
0: Does that have Soldier? I did that a long time ago. Uh, right? I don't no. think so, but that oh, just no, what to do for the... Oh, okay. Yeah, I... Um, yeah, I mean, Dave King's probably definitely my top one. And Tab Cap, that piece is like... If he didn't look like a bobblehead, I would probably play him more often. Cause, <laughs> but he is uh, a really good piece. and I mean, even running those two together, then... I mean, and then you'd have another person for David Kane to be going to. But, I mean, him having 17 uh, energy shield, both of them.
2: Yeah, the reason he's good for your soldier teams is his trait um, because he has energy shield and he also gives an adjacent friendly character with lower point value energy shield. And this cap is 96 points and leadership. So for a 300-point team, he's going to be most likely your highest point piece. And then he's leadershiping off of your other soldiers and giving them energy shield as well. He and he's a solid attacker too.
0: You could even pick. Uh, I think that little Bucky Barnes has soldier. If I'm not, I mean the I, Avengers or, movie
2: fifty five. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty solid.
0: So if you had him next to him and David, I think that would. Yeah, that
2: you would could leadership him. off David and give David energy shield. yeah.
0: Yeah, and then David would pick Bucky, and then Cap, and then Bucky would be given plus one to Cap. The
2: hell is
1: going on here? Yeah, they're
0: just all giving each other a love. David
2: not, Energy Explorers. David Kane will run <laughs> yeah. you. David Kane will run you about ten bucks. Um, or if you're getting the whole team pack, you might be looking at about fifteen. This tab app Cap you can probably pick up if you can find the. The tab app prices have dropped a lot. You can get yeah. the whole the whole set for ten bucks. Yeah. Um, of him, Thor, and Iron Man. Anybody else? Can you really good.
0: Up? Uh, Gabe
2: Jones. Gabe Jones is a freaking boss. Cause, well, I like him because he's got the Gabe grenades. Yes, that's, that's why he's so good. And he has stealth when he does it. Yeah. Okay. Because I remember this <laughs> guy. Sorry.
0: Because I remember. Uh, I remember running a soldier team, and you had Brotherhood, and I had Gabe Jones, that uh, Cap, and. I was running Smoky You guys were in the Avengers game. Mansion, if I remember right. Yeah. Not Avengers Mansion. Strange's Mansion. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That was hilarious. But um yeah, Gabe Jones, he's a solid piece. And then he gets support. He picks up support and energy shield late. Give him He
2: has stealth with willpower and grenades. He's one of the few piece modern legal pieces that have grenades. Actually, he may be the He's one of the very few, if not the only, modern piece with grenades because Halo and Gears of War the only other ones I could think of. But, he's but he not really grenade. Well, he doesn't he have a pool. same, but he doesn't have a grenade pool. Yeah. That's even better. He yeah. can yes. keep doing it. Yeah, that's why he's the best at it, because typically on Halo and Gears of War, you only have so many grenades. His is just a, an ability that he has for three clicks. Every
1: turn he's chucking pineapples. He yeah. don't
2: care. And, and he's stealth while he's doing it. Um, and then, like Ricky said, he he gets hit onto a couple clicks of support. And he also has a trait that works really well with Captain America. Is that a 45 point
1: figure with a 7 range in Stealth Hunter?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a must have. Um, he's going to run you five or six, seven bucks. Um, he reason is because he's from one of the team packs from Avengers Movie.
0: Um, and then to add on is Dum Dum from that team. Yeah, I was
1: going to say Dum Dum Dugan's pretty Dugan
2: good. Dugan is too. pretty good. Yeah, he might All be top five in uh, Avengers, in, in Soldier. Yeah. He has the same cap trait. And he has that special shotgun ability.
1: Range combat against a single target. At the, his damage values are placed with 5 minus the number of squares to the target and is locked. Tommy so Blaze do, has that, too. So you can, yeah, so you can do
0: 4. Yeah. Right, is that eight? that's yeah, eight. the Yeah, cli- right. so if
2: you're based with him, you do have to count the square between you and your uh, person adjacent to you. So the maximum he's going to do is 4.
0: And that's because he has sharpshooters. Running that's, shot sharp the less shooter. The
2: least he's going to do is his 2. Right. Because... You know, it, well, because minus three, five right. minus three, so the little goes two. But, yeah, it gives him some options. And then he also has the trait for for the cap.
0: And then gets enhanced for, because every soldier pretty
1: much has a range. For yeah, him, most right? of them
2: do. Anybody uh, else we want to talk Glenn about? Talbot. Oh, definitely Glenn Talbot. Yeah, I was going to say
1: Talbot's one of my favorite pieces, period.
2: He's one of the best cheap support pieces in the game. He's amazing. Uh, 33 points. He was an L.A. from Hulk. Mm-hmm. You can get him for less than ten bucks. Um, he's he's only 33, and he basically gives you um, two enhances every turn, pretty yeah, much. Pretty much, because he has enhance, and then he has a shield TA. So he's giving you plus one range, and then you can basically take a power action to give another enhance. So for 33 points, you're giving one of your pieces plus one range and a bonus two damage, basically every turn. And he picks up willpower mid dial. So if you just keep him behind your range guy and just keep on buffing, he'll stay alive. End game. And
1: he's great because uh, even if you push him to a second click, he picks up willpower and you can just keep pushing him after that. You carry him with like the FI Hawkeye, because he has flying. Carry that sucker around with you everywhere you go, you're looking at like what eleven range, triple bolt, just dropping damage down range. It's ridiculous. The
0: cool thing I mean the cool thing about generics I feel like too, especially like this piece, there's he's he has a purpose, but he's so little points. I mean thirty three points Yeah. And like the werewolves, they're 31. That's why generic teams are fun, because you can build for cheap and for cheap points. That's why it's...
2: Well, soldiers teams in general, they're they're one of the more balanced options as far as gener- generic theme teams, because there are some good melee pieces that have soldier as well, and they have a lot of good options, but most of the, most of the time, like we're saying, they're mostly ranged, and um, they have a lot of good options. Um Mystical is the next one we're going to talk about. It's the one that's currently dominating the metagame. I don't want to get into too much depth on them because we've talked about them so much. And there's so
1: many figures. The
2: key pieces are going to be Ghost Rider, who's going to run you 15 to 20 bucks. Enchantress, who she might be like 20 right on the nose. Yeah. Um, we've talked about Ghost Rider before. Let's talk about Enchantress. We haven't talked to a whole lot about her, actually. Yeah. For 50 points, she's giving you the Mystic's uh, team ability. 10 ranged... Or ten attack TK and three damage prop. So the reason she's so good is because Scarlet Witch has a perplex, whereas Enchantress does not. But Enchantress is is a better secondary attacker. Well, she's uh, yeah. She has she has TK for fifty. And the main thing is once you get your big dude out there and he's wreaking havoc, she can take shots from eight range with two bolts and three damage. So and then you push her and she gets psychic blast with two damage. So she is an extremely good piece and I actually personally prefer her to Scarlet Witch if you're only running them at fifty. If you're running them at seven you know, Scarlet Witch yeah. at seventy five is better, but that's one piece that's gonna run you about twenty bucks. She's also
1: one of those pieces that like you could run multiples of and not feel like and not feel like you're wasting your points. Yeah. Brother
2: Voodoo is of course the key piece. He's gonna run you about twelve fish bucks. my gosh. You wanna talk about him Drew? He's ridiculous. He's we saw him on the winning Gen Con team, and we saw him on a lot of Gen Con Basically teams.
3: Basically the reason you play him, I
2: mean, he's 79 points,
3: but what you're getting with his trait is just ridiculous. He, when he has exactly one action token, so he doesn't have endom, so you're not going to be pushing him, you can use my Control as a free action. He takes no damage, which is the big thing. And, he target, and his target modifies their attack values by
2: one. Right and he trip. modifies it by one. So he's doesn't. 11. Yeah, he
3: and his target. So
2: before he tries to do the mind control, he gets plus one against it. And he has prop. So that's an 11 mind control. That's pretty good. And okay. he has heroes for hire. So he's giving you more tokens to use for your ghost ride or your iron fist. Basically, he is... A, He's a must-own. He's the best Prime figure there is. I mean, that's, that's there's no doubt about that. If not one of the best figures in the game right now. The, the reason I hate playing against him so much isn't even as much the freaking the free mind control, honestly. It's the fact that he's so damn hard to hit. Oh, he's yeah, at 18, 18 Super Senses with Prob. And the, all you gotta do is park his ass in Hindering. Yeah. And he's just causing you so much trouble, and then it's like you finally get in on him, and then he'll hit super senses. And the problem also is people always forget that he has poison, especially Austin forgot that he has poison. (laughs) Um, He has poison and smoke cloud, and he can use smoke cloud as a free action instead if there's somebody next to him. So basically, even when they do run up on you, you get to poison them and smoke cloud them and make them take negative one attack when they try to hit you off of it. He's,
1: He's ridiculous.
2: He's... Like I said, best prime piece in the game. He's going to run you about 12 bucks, but he's a must-have for mystical teams. And then the last one I want to talk about is the cheapest, which is Jinx.
3: Oh, my gosh. gosh.
2: Nobody thought when we first opened our Teen Titans boosters (laughs) that Jinx was going to be the boss that she is. I did. But for 39 39 points, she gives you barrier and prob, and that's all I need to say. Yeah, she's ridiculous. In Sealed, she's pretty much the best Teen Titan. Well, she definitely is the best team Titan sealed but currently like the last few sets we've got her maybe only surpassed by Flatman is the figure that I would most want to see in my sealed team right. I'd want to see Flatman number one then her number two what
1: about Oracle
2: and Oracle probably number three uh, Jinx is just cheaper that's why I like her yeah. better probably but just using barrier even I'll pay 39 points for barrier or probably 50 yeah, for seriously. either one but having both of them and having super senses is just nuts and that
0: special super senses too
2: yeah, and when she hits super senses, you can immediately place her up to three squares from the square she currently occupies, and that doesn't go off line of fire. It can and it's be placed, anywhere. place,
1: so it's not like Is, uh, some ASA honorable
2: mentions way. would be um, Trinity of Sin, Team Base, and yeah, yeah. Scarlet Witch. But both of those are going to run you well over twenty bucks. Is John Constantine over twenty bucks? Yes, he's about twenty five, but he's an honorable mention as well. Shut down that prop. Because he's like the biggest piece to shut down So really, these are the more expensive money-wise of the theme teams, but you see why. It's because they're kicking the meta's ass right now. Does
1: Black Adam get an honorable mention? He's over 20, but he's really good at
2: not. He's not over 20, but he's not top five. Definitely. Um, I love that piece. um, Mystical teams typically, of course, have a lot of prop. They often have the Mystical team ability, which is one of the top ones in the game. And they're typically ranged pieces for the most part, but they're usually based around prob and perplex and support powers, while while sporting decent um, decent uh, numbers and powers too. Usually a lot of psychic blasts too. Oh yeah. The problem is Ghost Rider took them from being mostly ranged and support to yeah. to smacking people in the face. Drew, you want to talk about martial artists? One of my favorites. <laughs> sure, dude. How about that? For yourself?
3: I mean, for yourself. <laughs> uh, I mean. He's pretty much the only piece that matters. So That's true. Talk you to play it. a full team of him. I don't know why we would talk. If you've ever listened to our podcast, just go back. You can skip to any point in the podcast. It'll be, <laughs> <laughs> this fear itself, I'm gay for yeah, the iron fist. <laughs>
1: every one minute mark.
3: Hey, like, Austin, what'd you been run been. for the fear itself this Yeah, oh, Four no, no, no. iron <laughs> fists? You just showed up in
2: my pack? I've There's seen, been multiple ones where I've ran two in my seal. I've yeah. seriously pulled
1: him every uh, single time we played. And we've I've already talked
2: her. about how good he is. You pick him up for a, about two bucks. Um, which Batgirl is this? I want. I listed the DC Anniversary Batgirl, which nobody ever talks about. Which but one? we've all, we've used her, all of us, a couple times I to great is. effect. She's oh, like 42 yeah. points, and she has reflexes with a 19. St- um, lead Climb and Climb. <laughs> is that the one that climb. cripples? <laughs> no, nah. this is a different one. Aww. That one's, Sick. And this one picks up Perplex as well. She's oh just gosh. such a good tie-up piece. And yeah. she's really, really cheap also. Um, does she, No Man's Land Bad girl not have uh? No dogs? Man's Land Bad girl does. And she is a very close second. So if you want to, you talk about her as well. I know you like her. I talked I, to you in a plane her one time. She's so good. She's basically
3: like Nightwing too. It's like, you want to play Nightwing with boobs? Here you go. <laughs> 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 she's... Like, she can use charge, flurry, and plasticity, which is just bonkers, like, that they added plasticity. And With they, a 19 once you're done. Uh, yeah, she's got from, to from melee. Yeah. She's force blaster, and cap as a free action. When she does, she ends up in a wheelchair. Now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> target opposing characters do not
2: take knockback or push. It's just good. She's you know, like one, and the fact that, that you're not making them... Uh, knock back is good because then you're keeping them tied yeah, up with you just, and you're just free capping them every turn it's really good. even though that incaps not making them take push damage at least it's keeping them from doing anything while you're clearing and getting ready to flurry them again yeah or if you want you have plasticity all you need to do is not roll a one you can break away charge flurry somebody it's, else it's,
1: she's yeah. one of my personal favorites uh, like she's only pilots.
2: 67 points now she's a no man's land le so she's gonna run you about 10 bucks um, another one that we already talked about, David Kane. Yeah. But he's one of the best martial artist pieces. And one reason he's so good is because he's a very good ranged piece. And martial artists are always, you know, melee-based. And, and he's a pin-side He's, a, range he's a stupidly good range, good range piece. Um, we'll talk about Mr. Uh, Ollie here. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh, Here we go. We haven't it's, splurged
1: about this figure enough. It's the Green
3: Arrow from... Uh, DC, is it Just like 52? Yep. Yeah, I get, Hunter gave him to me. I was like, I oh, don't see the big deal. And then they changed to Energy Explosion. And I was like, oh, I see what the big deal is. <laughs> he's, basically, out. he's got a 7 range triple bow, 11 attack Energy triple Explosion with against. 2 damage. And if you don't want an Energy Explosion thing, he's got range combat expert.
2: He also has an awesome trait. He oh, gets yeah. Plus 2 attack if he's targeting one character within 5 squares. Uh, and then later down his dial, he actually gets Stealth and Reflexes. And he gets flurry, but with ranged instead of melee. That's melees. so good. He's just a safe. He he is one of the like best, I'd say, top five pieces that benefited the most from the bumps to uh, yeah. to the 2013 PAC. Because with that energy explosion, like we said that one time, I hit Austin for like 15 damage. I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. I energy explosioned a big pack of Austin's guys and crit hit. I
1: couldn't sit <laughs> down for a week.
2: Who's mad now? Did tons of damage. Um, and like we said, he's a good ranged option. Um, one piece that I don't see played a lot—that's one of my personal favorites. And um, I'll <laughs> you talk about Batman. I want to talk about Tabap Batman. Oh, it's Tabap Batman at one hundred at one hundred points. Who is? I know that there's a lot of options for the belt, but he suited, uh, you know, as he should be, is one of the best belt targets. He's 100 points, and we're talking about number two Batman because there's actually two different Tabat Batmans. Um, he has Justice League and Batman team abilities. He has a trait, though, which is basically the equivalent of the hand ATA. Oh, except yeah. it's actually even better. When he's adjacent to a wall blocking terrain or a square of higher <laughs> elevated terrain.
3: That's really good. So that's
2: better than the hand because it, the hand doesn't have that part. The square he occupies is considered hindering for line of fire, and since it's hindering and he has Batman ally, then he gets it. But But
1: him's not counterable. Right, right.
2: so if you have like Superman TA, you're still going to be able to see past this ability, but still. He has charge and flurry on his movement, and he has perplex. He basically alternates perplex and outwit most of his dial. And he's just an all around solid piece for his points. He's also not too shabby if you play him at 75. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, he's a good tie-up, and he gives it out with and flurry. But I've used him a couple times, and if you if you play him on a theme team, and you get map, and you pick a map that's really good with him, um, two times I've played him with uh, the Doctor Strange mansion, the flip side, the um, rooftop, or whatever. Yeah. That's a really good one for him because his trait, he, like he basically has his trait uh-huh. kicking in the whole entire game.
1: Because
2: yeah. it's so easy to stay next to uh, elevated with that. Uh, that's a good piece too, and you can pick him up for you can pick up the whole tab app set for ten bucks, which has that Superman and that Wonder Woman, which are two amazing pieces, especially the Wonder Woman. Um, that finishes up martial artists. Like we said, they're usually melee based, but if you pick up a David Kane and a Green Arrow, then you're getting some ranged options too. Warrior is a big one. Austin, you want
1: to talk about Warrior? Um, there, there's a lot of different Warrior pieces that are really good. Um, I'm Let's see here. The free comic book day Thor. Aaron's played the living crap out of that figure. I'm tired of seeing him opposite me on the table. He's 10 clicks, 250 points, but he's just a monster. He's like that Hulk. He just doesn't die. Like, you feel like you've done 50 damage to him by the time you finally KO the bastard.
2: He's also very good at 150. Oh, yeah. Because he has running shot pulse wave. um, And he still has that imperv.
1: And an 8 range. With running shot, that's ridiculous.
2: He used to be one of the the big top pieces back when he first came out.
1: Um, Sog Starfire is another good one. Um, She's got a is it energy explosion on her top dial?
2: She's the one that does energy explosion and it's penetrating. Yeah, and Uh, she has running shot with that too, and eight
1: range. So the reason
2: I listed her is because. Like martial artists, warriors are mostly melee pieces. She gives you an, an excellent option for ranged.
1: Understatement. She R C E energy explosion penetrating running shot. Energy Shield Deflection for 83 points with eight range double bolt. Like I can't explain how ridiculous it is for a warrior.
2: Um, she's gonna run you let's see, that was a team pack. I think that team pack's one of the cheaper ones. It about eight bucks. Um, free comic book day throwing pickup for about three bucks. And Big Barda, you can pick oh up for. not saying uh, oh, Ricky! This this next I, bitch think I, right. I, I think
1: I have some. If you guys need some, I'll just send you some. <laughs> you call it cakes. Ricky's only played this. This is another figure that, when it's set across from me at the table, I just kind of sigh and this to just get it all the way.
3: Ruined my first sealed experience. <laughs>
1: this figure ruined my first fifty experiences with the Batman set. This figure um, gave me my first boner. So, she once forgave game can give her a double power action to use phasing teleport as if she had a range value of twelve. After Action Resolve, you may give her a close combat or ranged combat attack, or action, as a free action. So, like, you just like, oh, I'm just going to herp derp, teleport 12 squares, pick up a heavy object, and smack your big piece immediately. And we're all just sitting there going, what? She's 4 damage on her top dial, 17 imperv, 11 super strength. She's a flyer. She's got 4 range if you wanted and had a way to take advantage of that range. And she has psychic
2: blast. What's... Yeah. Oh, is that what you her... could boom tube and then psychic blast.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's just a monster for one forty eight. What
2: I've like to do with her whenever I play her is everybody's expecting the boom tube at the beginning of the game and I always save it till she gets on her flurry clicks and then I then like they base me and then I boom tube and go wherever the heck I want and then flurry super strength somebody yeah. in the face. She's
1: just ridiculous.
2: And she gets regen, too. She's a pain in the butt. She's fun to play, and she's a pain to play against. Usually, that's a sign of a good figure. Oh,
1: hey, it's another Ricky figure that's coming up here.
4: Uh, Some
1: some sort of carryable Wonder Woman that might be a little bit good. Um, Yeah, so it's a figure you can carry that can attack after you carry That's all I'm going to say on this one. We're going to move on to the next one.
2: Um, Wonder Woman from the Fast Forces Justice League, um, number four. Her trait is after she's been carried, she can be given a non-free action as if she or if she has not already been given one this turn. So that's how all pieces actually used to play in the very very old school days. I didn't
1: realize it was a terrible idea. Yeah, <laughs> after you got carried,
2: you could always take non-free action. So the reason she's good is because she can still do that. Nobody else can. Um, she has charge with a 11 attack and three damage, and then later, like kind of in the middle of the dial, she gets some blades and some CCE. But really, it's more about that fact that she can get carried and then take an action. She's especially good with Barda so, um, and maybe a an Oracle if you want to play Justice So, Ricky, League.
1: who do you run her with typically that gets her halfway across the map and gets that nice little... Halfway the across <laughs> the map. Zara, I used to play
0: uh, used to? Void from... Uh, well, since Energy Explosion got buffed, I'm afraid to play it. Um, no. Void from SOG. Um, Wonder Woman... A, Alfred, the Sudasaros bats with. Um, I think that's it because I don't. Yeah, and then sometimes you'd swap in Big Barda. Yeah, and then I would also play that, that 95 point Bruce Wayne Prime because he was. He's oh, so
2: good. So good. Well, usually that's
0: for like 400 points I think it's like, yeah.
2: yeah she's from the Fast Forces um, the whole Fast Forces is 15 bucks the Flash from that Fast Forces is worth getting so I, I would get the whole Fast Forces that Flash is really good and that Green Lantern is really good too Yeah, I've used him a lot and uh, the Batman is the one that has the triple ink cap and he ignores friendly characters and hindering for line of fire, so you can sit behind your guys and triple in-cap and your opponents. he can't
1: be hit unless someone else is yeah. uh... He used
2: to get around Pulse Wave till they, or till they uh, change the ruling on him, so he's really good, too. It's definitely a fast horse that's worth that's picking up. That's probably one of now the best fast favorite... And actually, that has one of my favorite maps in it, too. The uh, the rooftops is on one side, and then the other one is the beach, uh, the yeah. Justice League beach. That's a fun map. That's a great.
1: Now, my, my favorite keyword, Hunter, is robot. And we just got an ATA for this one that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I've been running Ultron drones for a while. I've got a bunch of them. Um, Iron Man drones, I've got like 25 of the suckers. Um, Ultron, Ultron himself, the one from Chaos War, is ridiculous.
2: Um, Herself. I con- that's when she was a chick.
1: Her close enough. It was whatever. Totally was different.
2: That's when Hank Pym basically recreated um, Janet and put her in the... Like she was living in the mansion with him. In in Mighty Avengers back in the day.
1: Bitch Ultron is really good. good. I love that book. Bitch Ultron has a really great top dial because she has running shot pulse wave imperf with four damage alone at eight range, which is ridiculous. However, uh, I would recommend
2: starting her at the 90 point dial. If
1: you're running her on a robot team, definitely go with the 90 point dial because she has a special ability called summon the drones. Give her a free action if she has no action tokens and put a chaos war iron man drone or uh, ultron drone in your starting area on it's 30 point line if you have no less than 4 total friendly characters of those names Um, she's also got a special regen at her bottom dial which is regen super senses that can't be countered Um, at wit at 8 range 17 imperv 10 side blast at 8 range double bolt with generating the drones great piece so Um, you just
2: keep her back and you kick out these 30 point uh, ultron drones which if they're within 8 of her get free move actions um, for four squares, and then they're just really good tie-up. So basically, you play her, and you play a couple other pieces, and then use her to generate tie-up for your team. And then uh, late, then late game, she's most likely hasn't been hit at all. And then she's a, a late game invol psychic blast with without wit. That's hard to I take believe, down. I believe
1: I believe the Iron Man drones also trigger their free movements off of Ultron as well as Iron Man too. Um, I don't recall. Let's double check this one real quick.
2: Um, no, they have to be... Oh, yeah. yeah Tony
1: Stark, Iron Man, or Ultron. Um, the Ultron drones, effectively what it breaks down to, the Ultron drones are really great melee pieces. They have invol top dial. They have exploit for a lot of their clicks. Um, they're just monster melee pieces. And with the free action movements with a lot of them, um, the Iron Man drones are the flip side. They're really powerful ranged pieces. At 70 points, they have RCE on their top dial, invol energy explosion at 6 range. Um, and then the free movement as well. They're just... Great pieces, and the free action can be used to carry if you have someone you need to move around. Um, I, I love my robot teams; like that was one of the first teams
2: I really got. Like you could into. carry in the Ultron drones because yeah. they don't have flying. Um, so yeah, I recommend picking up a, a Chaos War two hundred eight Ultron, which will run you about ten bucks. And of course, with them, you need to pick up a couple generics of the Iron Man drones and the Ultron drones, which are all about a uh, fifty cents to a dollar a piece. The Ultron drones are like a dollar. Um, next is one of the used to be one of the key meta pieces with the gauntlet is Eradicator Um, he's from the Superman set number 33, 135 points and his top click is where you want to keep him if you can so it's good to give him either the belt or especially the gauntlet and I'll explain why in a second he has Running Shot, Psychic Blast with 11 and 11 then he has 3 damage with Shape Change and a defense that is Super Senses and Toughness so if you give him full gauntlet, then not only are you giving him willpower which he lacks, but you're also giving him the ability to not be outwitted. So then they have to deal with your super senses and shape change every turn.
1: And then later on the dial, you could pick a better dampener on top of super right. Senses. So then later,
2: yeah, if you can keep him alive long enough, then you can get imperf super senses, uh, shape change, and then you're just rolling d6s all freaking day. And um, if you can, some, if you can play him with like people used to play him. And Really what would be a good team would be him with the belt and then the 150-point Superman. Yeah. And then when Superman oh, dies... 150 common? Right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, then when that Superman dies, he buffs all of Eradicator's values by plus ones, and by that point, I mean, if you could swing it, you could have him on Godhood, too, if you could run the Infinity Gauntlet cheap enough. You or can find, even on belt if you're on a
1: plus two. You yeah. Could.
2: So he's a really good piece, and he's only like two or three bucks. You can find him online. He was only a rare from the Superman set. And then the last one, I never see anybody play, but if you're going to... So good. If you would like to play... Oh, i played
1: against some good teams with him.
2: If you would like to play robots, then I would definitely pick up a Grand Hunt, a Manhunter Grandmaster from Superman 102. He's an awesome Green Lantern and Superman villain. And the um, reason why is his trait... He's a little pricey. He's 172 points, but he's a pretty dang good attacker, and he also has the trait leader of the manhunters after he resolves a non-free action so you can even use his hypersonic or his rce with this then you may give any number of other friendly characters with the robot keyword a free action to move one square if those characters are also named manhunter they move three squares instead now the manhunters are golden age but you can use these with um some other robot pieces to get free moves like slowly move your guys up and that's for free after Manhunter is doing whatever he wants. It doesn't have to be a move action. Manhunter can attack, and then you still get to move all your guys up. And that's not within so many squares. That's everywhere on the map.
1: Yeah. They're all getting to move And more. hell, that one, that one square really matters. Like, if you're running an Eradicator or something, moving one square up is enough to expand your range on your running shot and stuff like or
2: that. Or to, like, running shot out, shoot somebody, and then move him back behind a piece of blocking yeah. or something. Like, hide him a little bit. Um, he's a and He's a fun piece, anyways. Um, I was I was reluctant to put him on here because he's he's pricey for 300 point games but he's if you're going to if you really want to play robots pick one up and he's really fun to build around especially in bigger point games but yeah, his bottom does
0: really good too him with those drones that would be yeah cuz oh, yeah,
1: well, you, you can, can. Have have double that. free action you can use the no,
2: drones to um, tie up while he is running around hypersonicing and ranged combat experting which got buffed since he came out and uh, he has 4 damage already, so you can buff that to a 6 or a 12 and a 5, which is pretty dang good. Um, he's going to run you about 10. He was an Ellie from Superman. Sometimes he's hard to find, but he's usually only about 20, uh, about 10 bucks. And robot teams are a good team because they're pretty balanced. There's a good mix of, of close combat and yeah. ranged pieces for them.
1: And there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of penetrating. Like we talked about last week where there's a lot of figures where you... You want to pick off your opponents penetrating so they can't get through your dampeners. Robot teams have a lot of dampeners and a lot of penetrating. Yeah, that's true. They're really good, solid pieces, and it's easy to sit and pick off your opponents.
2: You know, it would be fun now that the Book of Skulls is out, especially once we get all the hammers, to play in Ultron, produce a shit ton of drones, and then just keep dropping hammers on them all the time. Like It would be fun. To, like um, Swarm teams are getting better. The only thing that
1: sucks is that... uh The Ultron drones only move four on their free action, because if they moved more, you could technically move them out and drop a hammer first turn.
2: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, if they could move five, you'd be out
1: of your starting area and ready to go.
2: Um, Last one we're going to talk about is a big one, and it's one that gives you tons of options, and that is Scientist. Oh, boy. Um, Typically, Scientist teams are mostly ranged. They have Outwit a lot, and they have Perplex a lot. One of the key pieces that got a lot better with the 2013 PAC is the Green Goblin yeah. number 18 from the anniversary set. He's 117 points of running shot and penetrating energy explosion. I love that piece. Um, he also has super strength, and what people forget about is you could buff his range. You could running shot, pick up a light object, all on the same move. Running shot, pick up a light object. Toss it eight squares, hit somebody, and then energy explosion off of that thrown object. You know what and I love it's all the, penetrating damage.
1: I love the fact he has the hammer keyword. Because not enough figures have the hammer keyword. He also
2: has thunderbolts, which for eight points puts him at a straight 125 points of whatever you need him Ignoring to be. Stealth. And uh, he's, you really want to keep him at top dial on those top two clicks. So if you play him with some melee pieces, he's going to kick ass. Um, he's really fun to play too, and you can pick him up for about 15 bucks. Um. A key, key scientist piece that we never really realized at first how good he was until we kept playing him is Hank Pym. Um, Chaos War, and he's a common. He's like a quarter. And he's 75 points. And the reason he's so good is because of his um, Tinkerer Supreme power. You give him a free action if he's on a square with an object. You choose a standard attack power, and he can use that power this turn. So you can give him TK or Precision Strike or whatever you need. Pulse Wave...
1: I killed a figure with Pin cypher for one once, and it was the greatest thing ever. He just has
2: so many options, and most scientist pieces don't have super strength, so you're going to have objects that you're not going to be using yeah. anyway. He doesn't take away the object either, which is yeah. ridiculous. Right. He also has the morph ability to morph into Giant Man or the tiny Hank Pym, um, or the one that comes with Giant Man, which is a just 20 the, defense. The puck, yeah, and he's really good too. So it's a really cheap really cheap money-wise and just a good all-around piece to have that gives you a lot of options for yeah, your Avengers
1: team. your dangerous means he doesn't count towards your action total.
2: Howard Stark is another good one that i played oh a few times.
1: God, I love that piece. He's, he's kind of
2: similar to General Talbot in that he's only 33 points, and he gives you yeah. outwit and enhancement for 33 points. That's pretty damn good. And he's giving you another piece you need to hit that generic uh, theme team. We're going to go with two of the best freaking pieces, the most fun pieces to play. And that is Aim Agent and Aim Renegade. Yeah.
0: Mo-Doc. Both the of them are... Keepers. Oh, sorry.
2: Um, I forgot to mention, Howard Stark will probably run you about five bucks. He's from the Avengers movie set. These guys will only run you a buck. And that's the Aim Agents and the Aim Renegades. Aim Agents have Perplex, Hydra, and... A, pretty much that's all you're going to u- really use them for except that they get support late dial and they also, if they're within 8 squares of an aim uh, keyword piece they get energy explosion um, the aim renegade is just kind of a different option, they're 34 points, they're so a little bit cheaper they get enhancement and outwit and barrier. and barrier is the reason that you would prefer them so if you need perplex. Then go with the Aim Agent. If you need Barrier and Enhance, go with the Renegades.
1: Well, what I like about them, though, is you position them around a really heavy like uh, ranged piece. Yeah. You take your Blast, you Barrier, you lock yourself in. They get, You run like two of them next to them. It's plus two damage and yeah. no, minus two damage. For
2: Scientist teams, I would recommend the Renegade over the Agent because the Renegade can... Like he said, he sits beside your main range guy. He gives him the enhance and the bonus from the Hydra ability, and then you can barrier yourselves in to be safe for the, ne- till the next turn. Um, whereas the aim agent is really good with, like, MODOK, who is now Golden Age, sadly, and some other pieces.
1: I hope we get another one of Invincible Iron Man, but I'm not holding on. Okay. Those guys are
2: both under a buck. And then the last one we talked about a minute ago. Superman 001 from the main set. He's a scientist?
1: Yeah, he's a scientist.
2: You can run him at 300 where he's a beast or 150 where, guess what, he's a beast. Uh, (laughs) Hypersonic and super strength on both dials and outwit is what he starts out with on both dials. He just runs around, hits people, and then he goes and hides. Um, Just a super sick Ah. freaking piece. Uh, he, if you run him at 150, you can afford to th- all, to also throw on the Kryptonian ATA on him, which is pretty good. That gives him a plus one attack a lot of the times. And freaking um, that that Superman is only like a dollar as well. He's a common. So
0: I like. A- what about that blue? Isn't that Blue Beetle? Then is he a cat scientist?
2: The Mystics one.
0: No, the one with the triple. Oh yeah, laser.
2: I guess he did get buffed a lot. We're not talking about Doom Kang. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> they're Doom f- like fifty such a, bucks.
1: I know, but they're such a fun. I was team.
2: looking for that wasp uh, to see if she She's uh, not a scientist, yeah. no. Um We can we can talk about Ted real quick, you though i talked about him before because I love him. Ted got a lot better with the um the new buffs to really? Energy Explosion and Force Blast.
1: Oh, okay, what you're talking about, honey. He, he is, is Blue not...
2: Beetle number 16 from the anniversary set for 55 points. He gets Force Blast, Sharpshooter, Energy Explosion, and three bolts. And he's pretty cheap, too, for Scientist team, so he's a good option to run as well now that Energy Explosion and Force Blast both got buffed a lot.
1: He's just good.
2: Some pretty choice keywords, too, birds of
1: if he has Force Blast, it means that you blow up for three damage on each them. You'd energy explosion, bit. and
2: then they all knock back. Yeah. For so,
1: 55 points, Ricky! So, <laughs> this
2: reminds me... Uh, and he's going to run you about three bucks. Austin always talks bad about Static Shock, and I always try to make him good. Yeah. Well, the other day, me and Phil were playing uh, just a pickup game. And I had Static Shock with the belt, just because I could. And Phil positioned all his guys up on the new um, X-Men map on top of a little... Um, piece of like a 3x3 three three elevated, and he had Hawkeye and a bunch of like people to help him, like Mockingbird and shit. So I noticed that if that my guy next to my uh, Static Shock had TK, and so I TK'd, blue bee, or I TK'd Static Shock out, running shot energy explosion with the plus ones from the belt, and I hit him, and he didn't want to take it on that Hawkeye because you know that Hawkeye's is really good, but when you peg him, he loses his real good stuff. So he theme teamed it, he theme teamed me into doubles. So I hit them, and they all fell off of the elevated, and they all took an additional two. So I ended up doing like 14 damage on one shot with the static shot. All this talk of energy explosion reminded me of
1: one of my favorite scientist pieces, though. this the 55-point Bruce Banner from the Hulk set, because he has a special attack ability called Bomb Science. Um, He can use energy explosion, but uh, anyone else using it, adjacent-friendly characters, get plus one damage to their energy explosion, if not already modified. He gets it, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, you run him with that Green Goblin or with Ted, and Ted's doing four damage, energy, explosion, force, blast.
2: Yeah, yeah four damage to the target and four to each one because of the bolts. Or, hell, if you
1: want to get brave, you can give it to Hank Pym even because he can pick an attack power.
2: So lots of good options for scientists. A lot of people like scientists because it's a keyword that gets thrown on a lot of comic book characters because there are well, actually... thrown there. on a lot and of... There are a lot of scientists in the, in the comics, too. And because if you're playing Golden Age, there's <laughs> that... There's lots of good options for Golden Age. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so hopefully that gives you guys an idea, especially for some new players, what pieces to kind of look for. I tried to, like I said, I kept them all under $20. Bucks. Um, you can pick up other ones that you, you know, look through HC Realms, click on the keyword that you're interested in, and look at all the pieces, but pick up the key ones that we talked about because they're going to be on the majority of your teams. And then if you see some other pieces that are pretty good that helps them, you know, that that these will help out, then pick them up too. Chances are they're going to be pretty cheap. Our just a tip this week. It's kind of a simple one, but I still see a lot of people do it, and Don't that is... That is not overextend yourself at the beginning of the game. And what I be, mean by that is it's it's one thing that we all did when we first started out, and it's, one, it's something that you slowly start to do less and less of as you go on, and it's your first instinct at the beginning of a match is to move all your guys to their maximum movement you know, numbers. And it used to be back when you first started, you could do that and not worry about getting hit. But these days, with team bases being able to clear the whole map and And
1: freaking Barda's ready and, to blast somebody. Yeah, that's true. That
2: was pre-Barda and Ghost Rider. <laughs> and now you have to worry about pieces that are freaking 16 squares away from you somehow hitting you because there's all these ways that they can do it. So, I would say look at your opponent's team before you move your guys, figure out where they can go, you know, how far they can actually go, and then move. Don't just willy nilly move your guys out. Another extension of of me saying don't overextend yourself is also people are really too quick to rush in their primary attacker just right into the middle of their opponent's teams. Like, you know, they don't give a crap, they just want to get that one hit off. Yeah. And even sometimes even if you get that hit off and you KO a character, it's it's almost not worth it cuz you now you're looted, you your just gave of. your best attacker, yeah, in exchange for that one piece and sometimes it's worth it and sometimes it's not. And I want to say this has been probably my
1: biggest issue. Like I've only recently in the last few months gotten to where I've stopped doing this as much. Um, and it's drastically changed how I play. Like pacing is another big part of it. You don't want to overextend your action tokens either. You don't want to put a character on a second token when they can't defend themselves either. Um, you want to make sure your characters... You want to take it a little slow. like Take it kind of conservatively. You want to move up a little bit, clear, get ready, make your opponent kind of come to you, and then blast them as soon as they slip up and you have an alpha strike. But you want the support when that happens. And as I said, it's completely changed like how I play, and I've seen much better results when I stop doing it.
2: To be honest, in fact and I learned this the hard way at Gen Con, if you're playing against a team base, I for in all honesty, don't even move out of your freaking starting area. Like, in all seriousness. Don't even... If if you have to go first, do not move out of your starting area. Just pass. Because they will get the full map. They will cross... The, like, I was playing that Trinity of Sin and the yeah. Batmite, and I moved my guys up, like, four squares. Literally, just, like, four squares, and I double and I prep time Batman. And he moved the entire map, shot me and then move Batmite might and teleported the team base back to the start. And I'm like, well, wow. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, you just, if you're playing against those, don't even move, like, just pass first turn. And you at least I, make I, them, oh, it's sad I, to say, but just pass I first turn. I was still
0: bad, like, like, kind of hanging back, but I'm, I'm one of those kind of players, I'm, slow and very, Yeah, like, I'm exactly like Yeah, you. I try to... And I overanalyze stuff, and I, like... But then, also, I play void teams, I and i know, I'm like, like oh, oh, rush down. But I, I definitely... What Hunter's saying is you want to take your time, and, like, you gotta... Like, what I used to do is really care about... And you guys talked about this last week. Like, you care about your own strategy so much. Yeah, you, it's you, tunnel vision. Yeah, you have tunnel vision. And, like, I used to just count how far I can move, and now I'm like, since I've been playing longer, I will look at okay now they got eight range and uh a 12 running shot so they can they have a 20 square effective yeah,
1: yeah. or a 16
0: square yeah and you don't want to get you don't want to like hunter saying you don't want to overstand yourself and lose one of your good pieces but then like what hunter was saying about his gen con team sometimes he would he would bait people like you put out a piece that you kind of don't you yeah. could stand yeah. losing
1: And And you make your opponent overextend. Only do
2: it if you know that they're going to have to move within your range of counterattacking. Don't just throw it out just to throw it out. No, no,
1: no. yeah. But like uh, that Black Adam, I I used to play it all the time. Um, I was really bad about overextending with that piece. Um, Hypersonic pieces people are really bad about doing it with. Um, people think, oh, 12 range hypersonic, that means I need to immediately run 12 squares a Yeah, punch. no, that means no. you should get
2: them within about six, and then hit, and then get back behind safety. That's what you should be doing, oh, not running 10, your full 12. Yeah.
1: And another thing is, like, when it comes to this pacing, you want to pick maps, like when you're playing maps, you want to hide behind. Um, if you have, like, close blocking terrain, you want to move just, like, four squares up and hide behind that blocking, and then clear. You don't want to, like, move, as Hunter said, your full movement... Where you're out in the open, you're ready to get blasted. Even if you think your opponent can't blast you, better safe than sorry. Especially with telekinesis characters and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah,
2: take take notice of telekinesis shield ata, um, which is, extends their pieces range by one and perplexes. Yeah, because uh, a lot of times, especially new players, you'll put your you'll be like, okay, he can shoot one, two, three, four, five squares. I'm going to put my guy six squares away, and you don't notice that he has perplex. He, um, all he has to do is perplex his range. He doesn't even have to move. He can RCE or whatever he needs to yeah, do. Yeah, a lot of
1: people forget you can perplex range, and that's a big one that I've caught a lot of people off guard with.
2: So that's enough for just it. But, like I said, it, take it as a case-by-case basis, though. Look at your opponent's team. If they're not running a team base or um, a super, like, TK piece or something like that, then you can stand to move up five or six squares. But just make sure you look at their team before you move your guys. Because, um... And, but... That and especially remember, don't just rush in your primary guy with no, with no Plan B basically. Because so if you miss that attack, you're screwed. Let's move into the community um, dial design week. Or uh, assignment number two is over. That was judged by Austin, and I'm going to let Austin talk about his top scores that he gave out and the dials that they were assigned to. For starters,
1: guys, kudos. I mean, these freaking figures were ridiculous. Um, we got 12 entries all of them were good it it really came down to me like trying not to give out too many absolute top scores like these two like i'm gonna give you guys did amazing jobs with these but you guys etched by with this tie here um great pieces overall i really look forward to seeing what you guys do for the later versions of the contest but uh i threw a 10 to swagnito for his the will for starters um the will is a main character in saga for those of you who don't know he's a uh He's basically a bounty hunter, and he's paid to go around and hunt down people. Um, but what the Will has with him all the time is his pet, which is called the Lion Cat, and it basically tags when people are lying. Um, it makes anno- or it says lying when people are lying. So uh, what Swag here did was gave it a, a bystander token that did that. So uh, if someone's near the bystander token, they can't use Perplex or Outwit, um, and then you can reattach it to him to give him... Duo attacks, Super Senses, and he can't be the target of Outwinter Perp. It was a great dial. He gave him the Extended Lance, which is something I didn't even think about that's really cool. Um, overall, a great dial. Pretty straightforward. It, it's a fun piece I would love to play, and I really wish it was a real piece. Yeah, I kind of like
2: want to make it now. I know, I think, me
1: too. Um, and then the other one that I gave a 10 to was to Battering 96 um, He made Mirror Master, which I, I love... I love the rogues. Um, and Mirror Master is mirror a really fun piece. Where were you? I know. <laughs> um, he he gave him some cool traits with placing a mirror terrain and attacking and moving through him and all this stuff. A really great overall piece. Um, caught It's pretty pretty spot on with what I was looking for. Um, I want to give a big shout out to the Punisher Battle Van. Um, that was a great figure too. He, Gosh, this contest was so hard to judge. Like, It took me like two hours to go through and find out where everyone was. Um, just really looking forward to seeing what you guys throw out next week.
2: He really wanted to give out like everybody 10s, but I wouldn't <laughs> let him. Because we have to have some diversity in the scores or else we're going to have a 10-way tie for first place. So. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Um, Blame Hunter. So there's your scores for week number two, and I will add them in with the week number ones, and I'll make a like a con- conjoined uh, post for all the scores. And the last week will be given by Mr. Drew Alderson. Hey, guys. What's Drew. your assignment, Drew?
3: Drew here. How you doing? Let's talk. <laughs> so, um, sit, on, sit on Papa's knee. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this week I decided at a suggestion of a very good friend who is sitting not next to me, Screw you, but Drew. I guess it is the very good friend next to me, which would be Ricky Joe White. Uh... I couldn't really think of anything at first But then Ricky gave me a good idea And I was like This is going to be pretty wide open um, It's more so of a what if scenario If anything And uh, basically If you You like symbiotes right So you, you want to put a symbiote on something Put it on whatever okay? As long as it's in the Marvel Universe Because symbiotes are only in the Marvel Universe
1: Galactus with Carnage. I don't care <laughs> Put
3: Galactus Carnage His Herald can be Venom I don't care <laughs>
2: Silver Surfer Venom Yeah,
3: yeah. there you go uh, If you got a big thing with Red Hulk for some reason And you want to you know, put a symbiote on Red Hulk Please
2: Feel free But Alright so assignment number three Is put a symbiote On any character you want <laughs> Marvel <laughs> only though Um, Those dials will be due September 19th. Which will be, wait, no, wait, wrong, wrong, uh, (laughs) I gave you the wrong, September 12th. September 12th. It's the day the 7th, right? Yeah. Yeah. September 12th. Basically. And then next week we'll talk about the scores and we will declare the winner.
3: Give them them some room to spread their wings a bit. Let them fly. The whole Marvel
2: Universe gives them quite a bit of let like them to fly. fly. You are gonna
1: get some weird ass. I
2: want boomerang with the symbiote. If you give me that, I might. <laughs> oh wait, I am sorry. I was looking at the wrong date, September fourteenth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say one hundred seven plus seven is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, September
2: fourteenth. I was looking at the best build. This one's on a deadline. Yeah. Okay, so I was looking at the date for best build. Um, best build September is going to be Savage Six. It's a six hundred point modern team. Resources and relics are allowed. Team bases and colossals are not allowed. You must use six figures exactly on your team of, of 600 points. Now, there is no stipulation on the point values, so you can have a couple 25-point pieces and a bunch of you know big point pieces, however you want to do it, but on your 600-point team, you have to have exactly six figures, no more, no less, plus your resources and your relics. Those aren't going to count as separate figures. Um, like I said... Resources and relics allowed. Team bases and colossals are not. And I will be posting that up on the Realms and on Reddit, and we'll mention it from time to time on our Twitter, too. Uh, We had a question this week from Josh Avery on Twitter. He is going to his first tourneys, and he wants to know some tips um, for starting out. Shower. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say it, but I didn't want to be that guy. I gave him a bunch of, like... Of generic advice on Twitter, but my my main thing was just don't be discouraged because Definitely. you're not you're probably gonna go zero and three for <laughs> your first four or five tournament. Even if you're a good player, if you're just starting out, like it unless just takes a while.
3: Unless you're Hunter Smith, who never goes two and one. No, one never does two. one and two. Oh, okay. Well, I just want one two and one twice this week. I know. <laughs> well, whatever, um,
2: dude. dude just, y- put- just don't be. Don't be depressed and want to quit the game after you go zero and three. Because it, honestly, just expect it. You know what I'm saying? Don't like that doesn't mean that that you're a horrible player or anything. It just it takes a while. It's a yeah, to learn game. this game, and it's one of those games where you learn something new every time you play it. And not only rules wise, but also getting better at the games wise. Like I, another thing I would suggest, not just to new players, but to every player, is after the game, sit back and think, what did I do wrong? and i do this a lot with with competitive games especially like street fighter like even playing online or something like after a loss i sit and think there had there was some point in there where i made a mistake that you know that i can improve on but you know maybe, maybe he got lucky here or there but i still had to make an made a mistake somewhere what if i did nothing wrong you always do something wrong. <laughs> you uh, don't get uh, i would
0: say don't get hung hung up on dice roll Yeah, Yeah, you can't in this game. When I I first started, that's why Hunter always jokes with me because I played prob, like, every single piece (laughs) has prob somehow. But because when I first started, dice rolls just... It it did discourage me. I'd roll one under or something, and then but li- then I started to realize like little things like perplexing my attack instead of my damage. Yeah, that's you know a
2: I mean? that's a big beginner mistake. Is always perplexing damage. I always recommend perplexing attack, even if you only need like a six. Go ahead and perplex it again. It's, to it's a five. my personal rule of five. Unless you have a couple props or something. Yeah, like... it's
1: my personal rule of five. If you can get it down to five attack, but like I would just say, don't be a depressed Drew or a raging Ricky over here. Um, don't get <laughs> mad at the game. And if you start losing, don't instantly think that it's the end of the world and that you just want to go jump off a bridge. Kind of the pot the kettle It's yeah. just something that you're <laughs> going to you're going
2: to get better at it with time. Just just stick with it and you'll really like to you'll really start it. enjoying the game and you'll you'll get better at it with time. Totally
0: yeah. fair. And more importantly, good luck because <laughs> Yeah. You're it. yeah. Um, just have fun.
2: We yeah. also have a question from a Pierce Theory and he wants to know is Star Trek Away Team a modern set? Now, Star Trek Away Team is the ones that's not the ships. It's actually the ones that's just the figures. And there's a couple pretty solid pieces If I pieces recall, they're
1: not even Golden Age legal.
2: They are Golden Age legal. They are? They are not Modern Age legal. Even though they're a recent set, um, a bunch
1: of
2: they are Golden Age legal, and all of the other Star Trek sets are all not even Golden Age legal. They are separate from the entirety of HeroClick, So you have to play them within their own Star Trek sets but the away team which has like captain kirk and mccoy and like the single base standard hero clicks figures they are golden but they are not modern um that's all for the community we're going to move into comics so if you haven't read trinity war and you plan on finishing it if you somehow haven't finished it because it's like i said it's been about two weeks since it since it wrapped up um you can skip ahead and skip over the comic section but um we're gonna talk about Trinity War. It's been over a couple weeks, so we can spoil some stuff.
1: Alfred dies! It. Alfred. Just saying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um
2: I was I think everybody I've talked to here locally has been really happy with how it wrapped up. Have you finished it, Drew? Oh god. It's not my oh, fault if you haven't finished it. Can we send Drew out of the room? I no. really want to talk about this. I don't care. Just go. No, it's not any it's actually not anything huge to have. I don't
1: really care. Just
2: go. Basically, you just find out that Pandora's
1: box was just a key to open a portal like it wasn't even like anything huge
2: which they kind of say at the end of the last the issue before anyways yeah. they say it wasn't a portal it oh. wasn't a
3: now I'm kind of glad I didn't read it
2: Dora's kind of a Yeah it,
1: honestly like although I'm happy with Trinity War it kind of was a let down to me to a point because I feel like they had everyone chasing their own tails for the whole time and we didn't see enough of the question I really was hoping we'd see more of him, because like in like the first issue, like he played this big role in the background and all this stuff, and then literally we didn't see him for the rest of it.
2: I'm really hoping he gets his own book. Actually, I, I know he needs it. Which the other Which two? Would be cool they, yeah, the I other know Pandora's uh, one, right? The yeah. other two have their own book now. And
1: Pandora, I love Pandora's book. And Phantom oh, book. Oh, let's get the cue right. Shazam needs his own book before. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's true. If, oh my god, I'm gonna go off if they don't give Shazam as a bullshit.
0: Marvel guy. I like this event more than AVX, more than. Fear Itself? No, Fear Itself, but uh, more than Ultron. Cause I love
1: Tie In Itself, too.
2: I, I typically don't like Marvel events for the most part. I love Civil War, and I liked House of M a lot, too, but the most recent ones have just been. Civil War was just an epic. Most most of their recent events have all just been cash ins, and it's it's, obvious. Dude, that's obvious. That's what I was talking Avengers about. Avengers vs. X Men. Yeah, Ultron is, is the like key a new thing.
0: Status quo, I guess. I enjoyed like,
2: Ultron, but I mean, it wrapped up really shittily. Ult- but Ultron's but this, goal was to
0: set up. Right, but this is what, what I'm saying about Trinity Warriors, is like it. Maybe this is because I'm not a like strictly DC fanboy. I hate saying fanboy, but um, it surprised me. Like, I literally sat there and I was like, What? Is I said that going shit like on? three yeah, times yeah. while reading that. And, and then I, I picked up the Forever Evil, is that what it's called? Oh, Forever Evil's for, great. great. I picked that up, I picked up a couple, well, I picked up, I read Justice League, Justice League Dark, um... JLA. JLA. Oh, I love JLA. And Constantine, so I picked up all the 3D covers for them, but it made me more interested in the DC universe, because mm-hmm. I didn't jump on with New 52 and I wish I would've when it very first started.
1: But th- Trinity War, two thumbs up for me. Yeah, and as Hunter said, it wasn't like a Marvel event where Marvel events feel like they try to tie everything in. Trinity War, I feel like, outside of Constantine, that one issue they did. It was
2: You could you didn't even have to read that, though. It yeah, didn't have it was a side but I'm saying issue.
1: that was the only issue I feel like tried to tie in, to tr- yeah. or tried to cash in on Marble Trinity Marvel puts it on everything. It's yeah, like, yeah. Don't Especially don't the, don't that, don't that
2: Thunderbolts issue that we were just talking about. Yeah. Where it literally at the end of it, they're like, oh, the the Avengers are in space, like Deadpool says that, and that's pretty much the end of it. No, it's a Punisher that says it. Yeah, yet on the cover, it's like infinity infinity tie-in. It's It's on the infinity
1: checklist. It's like, why?
3: Don't miss Juggernaut
1: on the Shitter 22. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, Fear itself literally had 88 tie-in issues. Like, that's
2: ridiculous.
1: Trinity War, outside of the main story, had like none. Well, like in the books
2: that it was tied in are the mystical guys like Constantine. Yeah.
1: I feel like Civil War was kind of the start
0: of that. I think they realized that, oh, well, we can make a lot of money. But the good thing was, was... the
2: was good. Yeah, in the tie-ins, like, because it's a... Because it was... The premise of the whole thing, where you have, you know, it affected all superhumans. It screwed right? up
1: all the teams. It, it messed their, up yeah. a lot
2: of people's. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like Avengers versus X Men, where you could talk about the Punisher and do a tie-in for him when really it doesn't have jack shit to do with the Punisher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at least Civil War, it affected everybody, and you could do a little story, you know, of how it affected. Them. I feel
0: like Civil War would probably be one of like the top comics. Like when you know. Generations from now. It'll though. be one of the
2: best events. I sure. I could
3: totally read uh, Cap and the Punisher meeting a Taco Bell and then just, you know... <laughs> I would read that. Yeah, <laughs> see? Yeah, did you hear about the... Marvel. Smith X-Men Avenger battle that's going Marvel, on. Marvel. Marvel, call me up. I got you.
0: It'd be more like Punisher getting filled in because Cap's in every single book, so he's yeah, like, and like, well, this is what's happened. And he's like, I haven't had my own
1: book for a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I like... The thing I liked about Trinity War is literally at the end when it all wraps up and you're sitting there and you're going holy shit there's no way I could have seen this coming and it was really great like f- I can spoil it right yes I told okay. you yeah. okay so the portal opens and it's the crime syndicate from Earth 3 which are like an evil version of the Justice League yeah on their world
2: Aquaman looks so
1: badass seeking and then he <laughs> dies immediately but smoke's coming from his back like he was shot in the back that's all I'm gonna say about I that I
0: feel like what happened is either A they got well, they say they kind of got. Him. They say they they kind of got overrun, right? From their well, where their they were. Will, their
1: world blew up. Their world's non-existent. That's why they're conquering
0: Earth. 1. Oh, because they yeah they, they said they had to destroy it because they were. But why would he get shot in the back? That's why I feel like they were on the. They run said because, something
1: was going on with their world rebelling, or they were tired of them right. ruling, so they blew up their world and came to Earth One to conquer it. I assume Sea King was like a traitor or something like that, and tried to take the world for himself or help the rebels or something. But the um, Justice League is supposedly dead. They're
0: they haven't stated. Well, they said they're gone, but you don't know. You don't see
1: anything yet. The Crime Syndicate have Superman's cape, Wonder Woman's lasso, and I think Batman's cowl or something like Batman's that. Batman's undergarments. Yeah, Batman's underwear. And like, it sets this really cool status quo for this month, though, because now we have a universe with no heroes. Um, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm loving and what I've started with Forever Evil and Red so far. I'm really but looking forward to this event. When we were talking, who did they have in that burlap sack with the? It was Nightwing.
0: Are you sure? No. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, now. The- well, there goes the surprise. Awesome. Oh, it's never thought- a surprise. Like, no, I thought they didn't. They didn't say yet because they came through the portal with him.
3: Oh yeah, that is true. Oh, well,
0: there, you, there you go! That's surprise, back on our uh, mystery
2: back uh, on. I gotta read it now. <laughs> no, I actually no care. I enjoyed it. The, I think it's life. I liked the event as a whole, and uh, I'm enjoying the, especially Uppers. the mystical books, the Pandora, yeah, and Phantom Stranger, and, and Shazam, yeah. and Justice League Dark. Wait, I, did you
3: say Shazam got his own book? On I, I, I mean, his section. Yeah. His, yeah, are like, they
2: still, are they doing that? His like? book. I mean, honestly, that miniseries is. Just as good as any DC yeah, book that they're putting out. Yeah, I know, shocks me. Just give Jeff Johns his own Shazam book and let him run wild with it. it let him be a full. feature. Let Jeff
1: Johns run wild with anything. Just give care. Jeff
2: Johns the entire New Fifty Two and we'll be
1: okay. He actually is kind of a
2: lot of it. I enjoyed it as a whole. I. I I liked it, introducing the new characters. I did feel like the last couple issues, like, not a lot happened. It felt like a Marvel event where they make all this big deal about these big issues and then nothing freaking happens in the issues. It was a big deal about a yeah. big yeah. Guffin.
0: A big who- no, about
2: But I feel like the beginning ones were really interesting and, like, Phantom Stranger taking them to heaven and finding out all that shit. Like, I liked I liked the event as a whole. Um, and I definitely liked how it ended and, and the new opportunities that it presents and everything. Indeed. So, I was pretty happy with it.
0: What do you think of Infinity?
2: We talked about it last week. I li- I'm i looking forward to it. I love how it's shaping up. I love Marvel Cosmic anyways. Yeah, it feels like, like, like
1: a like space epic. epic. Like, they're really and setting up And I like movies. that
2: it's introducing the some new species. And I like that, ev- especially because I just read um, Captain Marvel from last week and um, the Avengers. Um, mm-hmm. what's, uh, what, assembled, or whatever. What's Spider-Woman. Yeah, Spider-Woman and Miss Marvel and Hawkeye. Excuse me. And... I just love... It's so crazy and cool to see all of these uh, races that I've been seeing, like, trying to kill each other for the last, like, however long I've been reading. Actually team up. I've been reading Marvel Cosmic, so, like, ten years, like, actually, yeah, actually working together in, like, scrolls like, covering the superheroes' backs and, you know, the Shi'ar working with the Kree and all this crazy shit. Like, it just feels... It's just awesome. Like, just a concept.
1: My personal favorite part is I like Thanos' cool Obsidian. Like I love those like villains he has that build his council around. Like each of them are so cool, and I want to know more
2: about them. And I'm hoping they elaborate on them a bit. Um, I want to talk about today Fantastic Four and FF. We've kind of touched on FF a little bit, mainly just how kinda,
1: like go off on how I good don't Hickam like it. Is
2: no, <laughs> <laughs> I will say Fantastic Four has been solid it's nowhere near as good as Hickman's Fantasy Four was, but it's it's enough to where I feel like Fraction's doing a pretty good job with the book. It's an interesting concept of you know they're dying. You know, it all starts off. This was when it very first started off. Is Reed is finds out that he's breaking down on a cellular level. Something to do with his powers is killing him, and he suspects it's going to affect the rest of them too. You know, his immediate family who got their powers the exact same way, and so he needs to go out and he d- he does some research he finds out that he needs to go out into the universe and look at these certain, you know, theories that he has as to why it's happening to get answers to solve it before he dies.
1: But he hides it as a field trip. But he
2: yeah, he convinces Sue and everybody that it's a field trip and that they're only going to be gone a few days in relative earth time, which they actually are. Yeah. And it tricks them into thinking it's a field trip, but really it's because he's dying. And so halfway through the series, you find out that it is affecting the rest of them, and they are all going to die, and they find out that Reed's been lying to him the whole time. Of course, Sue's mad, but Johnny
1: Storm particularly.
2: Yeah, far. I mean, of course they're all mad, but they kind of realize that, you know, it's necessary, and we need, you know, we need to get to the bottom of it, and I know why you didn't tell, you know, because we would have freaked out, you know, so... Um, and the places they go are all pretty fun, and the character, the guy who's, like, posed as Caesar... Have you gotten got? Yeah, to that I yet? like him. That's really that's a really cool idea that I wouldn't have thought See, of. And
1: I'm I'm so torn over that series because like there's parts of it I love and there's some dialogue I love, but for the most part I'm very like I'm not excited for the next issue.
2: That's true. I'm not super excited. It's just like
1: I'm reading it because I'm hoping there's something good in it. Not I know it's going to be a good comic.
2: Right. Um, so, Fantastic Four has been pretty solid. Um, Fear or. Er, Future Foundation I'm not liking very much I gave up Which on it. sucks because that was one of my My absolute favorite Marvel books Back before Marvel Now Actually it may have honestly been my favorite Before Marvel Now And um, it has just Fractions just not getting it And it's nothing against Fraction because I love the vast well, did you majority see
1: he's not going to be writing on it anymore? Yeah he's
2: not going to be writing anymore Is he not doing Fendus for either? He's not doing time? either I mean that'd be fine because he's not he's not knocking it out of the park, but he's not doing bad either.
1: Um, they're swapping him out because he's spread among too many projects, and they think it's affecting his quality yeah. of work.
2: I mean, he's obviously a good writer. Yeah, Invincible Iron Man is the best Iron Man that there's ever been. in any... yeah! And, and, he, and, and he kicked that book. I mean, he kicked there that. There is
1: there is not a better Tony written than what he did in there
2: he's on he's been on a lot of other books that he's been really good on too and i'm sure he'll can they'll continue giving him big projects and he'll continue doing well but he's just not doing good with ff and honestly it probably is because he doesn't really care that much about it it's probably something they kind of threw him on B- hickman probably got pulled off of the fantastic four because even though he's doing really well with them he- they need him to do infinity and all these avengers books and so they give that to somebody else and it's just not working out um, I like Bendis on X-Men. I,
0: that's uh, random. Yeah, I do like Bendis yeah. on X-Men. I, I, like the, I like the switches, but yeah, I can see. Like, Verminder on Cap, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sad that Brubaker's gone, because I would have liked to see Brubaker do another team.
2: or Not Anybody would Yeah, be like cool. an X-Force. Or, it's like just, that he's just be been cool. doing Cap song, it just be cool to see him on anything. Yeah. Especially a street-level guy like Punisher or something like right. that. It would be awesome. But... Whoever they give FF to, I hope they don't cancel it all all out, which they might I, do. I agree. I they agree. might straight out cancel it. What's up, Drew? Um, are
3: we done talking about FF.
2: Kinda. Why? I don't
3: play later.
2: Um, <laughs> uh, I love the characters. They've they've kept everybody in it from the old series except for Franklin and Valeria because they're with the family. Um. Searching the Universe. They've added a few characters. They added the Julius guy that the Fantastic Four found. He's so cool. Um, And they've added a few other people. And the the main characters that are, like, the current Fantastic Four, like Scott and them, they're they're fun. And, of course, Medusa. I always like Medusa. But it's just there's nothing ever happens in the book. It's just a lull of boring shit.
1: What I miss and what isn't going to happen because with Ock being Spider-Man and all, I missed actually Johnny Storm, Spider Man, yeah, Ben Grimm. I liked that dynamic. Like that was a great setup. Hickman had running there, and even Doom, Doom hanging out with everybody was hilarious. And I feel like I don't know. Like maybe I'm just not happy with like
2: that main four dynamic. Oh, you also had you had Reed's dad. Oh yeah, Nathaniel and, and all the and all the crazy like Hickman's just that's the kind of book that he would excel in. it was in. This, it was the is same. the cosmic like big idea like all these crazy scientific you know ideas which I've been reading East of West. I, I just started. Of I, East of I West. love it. I, really I wish there was more. I wish I wouldn't have started it yet because I read the first. Yeah, five. No, that's how I I read <laughs> the first five and I was like, I need to know what happens. Did you read God
0: is Dead yet by Hickman? No,
3: I haven't read that.
2: That's good too. Um, Drew, what do you want to talk about comics wise? Uh, are are done. Yeah, we're done on that. Oh, okay. Um, uh, X Factor. You got you. Have you read it too, Austin? Awesome? I haven't you caught it yet. Okay, I have it marked issue Don't you spoil can. big things, but talk about what you. Think. You were right. I told him <laughs> And Phil Hunter <laughs> was writing New T-shirt <laughs> last week. Last week, right after the podcast, Phil went home and read it like late that night. And he's like, oh, you're right, Hunter. This book's really good." And then Drew's like, "I think I'm gonna read it." And the yeah. next day, he's like, "This is really good." Meanwhile, like, Austin's
1: reading Cable and the X-Force and all new
2: X-Force. I love X Factor, man. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I was like, Austin, why are you
3: not reading this, this is too long? first. <laughs> I was starting
1: with things that are like ten
2: issues first, and I was gonna go read it. Well, Hunter
0: said you should read the first part of it. Right, you said read the... X-Factor? Yeah. You should oh, read the... Oh, uh, are you talking about
2: X-Force? X-Factor. X-Force. I think you should read Remender stuff before you read the current X-Force, um, Uncanny X-Force. X-Factor, at, I would start back at where I said... After reading... 4.1. The point one.
1: After okay. reading Uncanny X-Force, I do wish I had done that. Yeah, if um, you're going to read
2: Uncanny X-Force, which is... You definitely should, especially if you're like an Uncanny Avengers, you guys, definitely go back and read Remender's Uncanny X-Force run. There's only like 30 issues, and it's freaking awesome, and you'll fly right through it. And you'll learn more about the Horsemen, and Apocalypse, and um, Phantom X, and Betsy, and uh, Deathlock, and and all those people. God, I loved it so much.
3: Yeah, I saw the cover for the end issue of X-Factor, and I almost teared up a bit.
2: Yeah, it It, comes out next week, I think. Yeah,
3: it's Madrox holding the Sorry We're Close sign. (laughs) It's pretty sad.
2: I re man if they if they cancel that book and like cancel it cancel it it's it would gonna be sad. so sad. I, hopefully it, I'm just hoping that they're just Marvel now rebooting. I'm
3: not right? gonna spoil anything. It's just the the writing is so masterful and the fact that there's so much stuff
2: going on. I really want to go back and pick it up in trades. It's that good. It's amazing. You guys
0: need to read that book. It, definitely you, planned. We were just saying, have you guys read Cable next? Hunter
1: has.
2: I it's okay. It. It's getting better. It's getting better. Yeah, it gets better. At gets first,
0: longer. I was like, this is... I almost dropped it. Yeah, I was like, I don't even care. like Because I, I wanted to pick up all the X-Men books, except for... I picked up the first issue of Uncanny X-Force, that saying? Mm.
2: But, it, yeah, if you don't I read confused, Remender, then just, you won't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah Uncanny. And but, even if you do, it's not that great right now. But
0: uh, Cagle has gotten a lot better, and then...
1: Um, what were you saying about it? I was saying what I liked... Uh, it starts out like the first few issues are really like Kind of meh But it starts getting more and more convoluted In a good way yeah. Like all these different plot lines start coming together And all this stuff starts tying in and it starts making a lot more sense. And the characters kind of come into their own element. Yeah. Like, you actually see the writers getting used to writing those characters as it goes on. Like Forge, Dr. And, Dr. Yeah, and Forge.
0: Forge and... Dr. Dear Nemesis Forge. Yeah, Forge and God. They should have their just own book and, <laughs> like, a buddy cop book. Dr. Nemesis is always hilarious. Anyways, <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's, like, the, he's in some of Remenders. Um Forge is trying to, like... He's tinkering in the the van. And, yeah. And, like, all this... Missiles or something i can't can't remember but they're about to die and nemesis is just ridiculing them all the time he's like i'm just gonna die in this van with you i'm so upset about it because you failed me like he's it's really funny you'll you guys love long shot
3: he's the Um, best character in that book um,
1: There's so many good characters, in but there. I love like when they're in space and like Forge is trying to position the ship, and he's like, "Why can't you be happy that we're in space? This is an experience to enjoy." And Forge is like, "Shut up! I'm trying to get this lined up." And he's like, "You are—I can't remember what he calls him, but it's just so funny." And uh, as I said, like the characters really come into their element. Like I've really started to like Domino. I hadn't read anything with her before. Um I really like Domino As a character now As I was
2: telling you Deadpool and Domino's always awesome. I can't wait to see that They're always a fun team up Um
1: I'm trying to think. What What else? else i not. I read this.
2: Piece. I've been reading East of West. I finished Realm of Kings. I was started War of Kings. Then I realized I downloaded all the Spanish versions of those goddamn books. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I'm, I'm gonna that. have to them. <laughs> you're
0: gonna have to get muzzy, dude.
2: So that's when I went and read. Um, East, <laughs> that's when I went and read East of West. And I'm about to start. Um, I need to catch up on Chew, which is a really fun. Um, have you hear. read
1: the latest Superior Spider-Man yet? With
2: 2099? No. no. 2099? Oh, I'm reading it this yes, week. Yes, you
1: guys gotta read it. It's um, awesome. Battle of uh, the Atom. Haven't read it yet. Yeah. Battle of the Adam's great. It just
2: came out, didn't it? Yeah, that's what... But it's we'll good. talk about it next week. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely good. Um, I wanna go we'll talk about first. that and Infinity next week since it's been, it'll has been. it have a new issue out, I think, right? Yeah, it just came out. Yeah, Infinity 3 next week. Yeah, so uh, typically on comics, I like to give people a week and then and then talk about it, because that way everybody gets time to Marvel read
1: Marvel started setting up their uh, teasers for their upcoming... I, I, their next event. It's not. I don't know if it's an event. <laughs> I was like, what? An event after it's, an event? Well, it pretty it an event it's an in a... inhuman <laughs> event. Oh, what? Inhumanity. Oh, shit. Um, they've been posting teasers. Um, they're like uh, propaganda posters. are like, is he? Are we? And it's like, if you see something, contact the authorities. Because it's about the Terrigen Mists Like everyone thinks it's like the Terrigen Mists are going to get loose on Earth or something, and it's going to get crazy. Bet you nothing happens. <laughs> I, I bet
0: you it's going to lead to another event. Yeah, it's all humanity.
1: Someone pointed out that um, <laughs> they've done four teasers so far, and each of them are the words in front of like a mist. Well, the mist is the colors of each of the Infinity Gems exactly, except for time. Uh, uh. Oh, so
2: you know Hickman. Speaking of Infinity. He's such a fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I went okay in the new, in the last issue of Infinity where Thanos is talking about the gems and how one of them disappeared and didn't shatter. I went back and looked at the Infinity, and if you pay attention when it, the gauntlet breaks or whatever, yeah. that one doesn't break. Yeah, you didn't it notice that. It disappeared. No, I didn't notice it. Yeah,
1: I I definitely noticed it when that happened because that's what no, I was I didn't talking notice about. It. No that
2: way experience. to go, Detective Austin Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he noticed it too. Yeah. Give him credit.
3: Okay, I'll give you credit. I don't. I don't ever get credit.
2: <laughs> you got it. All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, this follow us not. on Twitter at Dial H4HeroClicks and to like us on Facebook and chat with us on there too. Um, same thing. Dial H4HeroClicks. Our Twitter is the number four, and then everything else is spelled out. So Facebook is Dial H4HeroClicks. Um, don't forget to submit. To best build, which is due September the nineteenth, so you have a little over a week to do that. I'll be posting it up on Reddit and Twitter, and submit a dial to the Dial Design Contest for the last assignment. That will be due September fourteenth, and Drew will be grading those. And after he does, I will con- I will uh, add all the scores up and we'll announce a winner for that. And
1: what uh, about We'll get
2: you your prize. <laughs> there is no price. It'll It'll in
1: garbage. <laughs>
2: Wrapped in anti-venom. <laughs> That's it for us this week. We'll see you next Saturday. Maybe. Bye. <laughs>
4: Later.